Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 13 of the Unpaid and Underrated Podcast, a podcast for crew, by crew, about crew, featuring crew, massonomics crew, 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 crew. Uh, and not so much mocked this week. They, they kind of laid off of us this week. I think Drone had a really, uh, had an episode everybody kind of just didn't find a lot to bother me about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just want to say, like, I notice, I notice when I'm not being mocked in the Discord. Uh, I am joined by Big Keith. Uh, you guys have heard of him before. Hello. Some people know me as Orange Glaze. Now we've got Big Andrew. Hey there. I, I would like to point out that I did uh, take issue with your pronunciation of Fuji apples. That's the only thing. Yeah, that's the only. Yeah, that's the only issue I found this past week. <laughs> well, it's because I actually couldn't remember which one it was. Yeah, so you notice I kept going back and forth because, yeah. like, a broken clock's right once a day, right? So yeah, I, like so I just it. go back and forth. <laughs> oh, so big Andrew. Now we're we gonna call you Andrew, Andy, Clawtron. What are we calling you? Oh, just call me Andrew. Yeah. All right, big Andrew, it is. Um, so first and foremost, what are you guys drinking? I have got a mango spindrift. I have not tried this one yet, so let's, uh, get a little quick dive right in of it. Ooh, I don't like that. That's, that's, that's weird. Oh, yeah. I've never seen such an immediate reaction. Definitely more mango than orange, like a little tart, a lot, a lot tart. Have you had spindrifts before? Uh, if I have, they weren't memorable. I'm sure. I'm sure I have, but they're not in like my go-to, like two or three brands that I'm like, okay, I, I know I can trust like seven of these flavors of this brand. Uh, it's 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 definitely not one of those. Yeah, they use juice in it, and that. Okay. <sighs> yeah, that I like that. Sense. Yeah, yeah, I like the essence okay. flavor, not the. Yeah, juice I didn't flavor. realize this was juice. It's kind Is of it, so it's like a non-alcoholic mimosa. <sighs> yeah, I guess I thought it was. <laughs> Oh, that's oh, that sounds awful. Sugar or anything in it? I don't know. It looks like it's no added sugar, well. probably, but it's probably got like real life sugar. Yeah, if it's got juice, definitely. Okay, well, I would not be. I would not buy this one again. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, I'm drinking a Keith's. I'm not even going to mess around tonight. I'm Keith's. Nice. Um, so for the, for this momentous occasion, I decided to get a drink that honors each one of you. Oh, so for uh, for Joey. Broken Skull IPA. Got that in my Hell yeah. In my koozie. That's where I'm going right now. Um I would have liked to have Keats, but I have never ever seen it down here in Southern California. So And you won't. Yeah, and that that's it. And so once that's done for Keith, I am going to drink this hard orange Mountain Dew. Zero sugar. It has zero sugar, so it's healthy. That's intriguing. Um (laughs) I have never seen these in Southern California, but my younger brother in Arizona had them when I went there for Thanksgiving. He did not like the orange. I took the orange. Uh, and this perhaps is a master's or submasters thing, but it tastes exactly like orange triaminic from the 80s, which is the medicine that all of us had in the 80s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good, good, good memories with that flavor. Well, that was a that was definitely a good hold on to, you know. Now, did you uh, anticipate that you were going to get called up to the big leagues for on, on this episode? That you were going to save it for that, or you just, uh, you know, so, something you had in your fridge and you hadn't gotten to? 
Uh, I took it because I wanted to drink it, and I <laughs> and it's <laughs> yeah. just been it's just been sitting around. Uh, I kind of don't drink as much as I used to, but I figure for tonight, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, it was That's faded. Fun. Yeah, enjoy that. Can you get the broken skull out there? Yeah, yeah, it's everywhere. I mean, yeah. it's El Segundo is where it's brewed. So, oh, so they're uh, in. Oh, yeah, they're in California because yeah. he's from yeah. Texas, and I always get confused because it's actually hard to find close to the Canadian border. Oh yeah. In Ohio that we had to like drive around to find it. And in New York, it was the same thing. Like it's not everywhere. Yeah. Just about every grocery store has it now. So. Well, lucky you. It's delicious. What are you wearing? What do you guys got? Uh, I'll go. I, I got the raw power shirt on to it's the first shirt I purchased from Massonomics. And I I love it. It's my favorite. It really pops. Uh, I love the colors. I love how just over the top it is. Uh, <laughs> I try to wear it everywhere. It's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> a, a, a couple times my wife has said, are you wearing that? And I was like, I thought it was fine. Yeah. I don't it's care go- whose wedding this is. <laughs> yeah, it's, a go- it's a going out shirt for me. It's casual Friday. It'll be all yeah. right. Yeah. That is one that actually I haven't worn that one in a while, but mostly because I just can't find it. You know, and and yeah. they, it, it's in the vault right now. Yeah. And what what worries me is that I'm going to wear this out and then mm-hmm. not be able to get it again. And I'm sure the boys will uh, re-release it at some point, probably on blue. You know, real original. Yeah, a different blank that doesn't fit right. So yeah. you, you screwed yourself not buying two. <laughs> That's the tricky part. It's like when you find one that fits perfect, like just buy another one. Just buy another one and like don't even open it. Just leave it, leave it in a drawer. Deal with it, you know. But I, I haven't had any wear out. But granted, like my oldest mask on my shirt's like three years old, maybe. I mean, definitely got some letters faded. I think one of my lift shorts is probably the most worn. Uh, I have a couple pair that don't even fit anymore. But when I was wearing them, they were like eighty percent completely gone with like the lift logo. None of my pairs fit anymore. Yeah. I'm rocking out my uh, my strongman meat shirt. Uh, I'm sure we'll dive into that a little bit later to try to try to do a brief recap on it. But that is, uh, I figured that was a good shirt for the evening. So I'll probably end up tacking it to the wall after this episode. Yeah, I get it nice and sweaty first. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've got a I've got a big Mike Van Wick shirt on. It's the Orca Mob one. Um, like I'm really just running out of shirts that fit. So like a lot of these are going to be repetitive. Where. I can wear a medium and look good and like it might fit, but when I want to be comfortable, I have to wear a large and I don't have a lot of larges. And when I'm recording, I want to be comfortable. I don't care how I look. So yes, a lot of repetitive shirts coming out of me. Well, yeah, I'm starting, I'm starting to get that way with extra large two X. So yeah. yeah, I've mentioned it before. I, I, I like it. Like, let's, just, let's just get bigger. Let's just get bigger. It'll be fine. Like, you just get a little bigger. And then like now I'm rebuying shirts. And, yeah. I keep I keep swigging the spindrift thinking it's not going to taste fucking horrendous. And it tastes horrendous every sip. But I'm... Because you're wearing the wrong glasses. Yeah. Yeah. I am a bit stepped up. Still, <laughs> still wearing Big Tron's uh, orange orange glasses. They, are, they were a hit. Um, this is the, the light therapy ones that are a lot more... Like they're like a hundred percent. Yeah. Very orange. Uh, but I have been wearing the, the the actual blue blockers have been my pretty much driven home every day wearing them. And depending on what time it is in the morning, if it's pitch black, I'm not going to wear them. But if it's at least yeah. the sun's coming up, I'll put them on uh, just super 
just i don't know definitely make me more alert like if it's just a hair dark it's like oh, okay i can actually see what's on the other side of the road now but uh i don't know i've been definitely opting to wear those for my regular sunglasses so thanks again big tron really appreciate that well you don't you don't want to wear those too much like blue light is bad for you maybe in the last two hours of your day okay but like blue light exists on the uv spectrum for a reason so mostly when you're looking at screens you want to wear them yeah um especially like i said about one to two hours before bed and your iphone and actually any of your mac products will have a blue light filter built in yeah i i have mine at like you can i i basically have it warm at like like at 8 or 9 p.m it goes to warm but it's still yeah it's it's, it in comparison to having these fuckers on though it's like it's like oh Oh, i'm still seeing a lot of blue yeah (laughs) um i have a sack guys Ooh, is it uh is it a trim sack or is it uh you know is it a canadian full monty you know just un un unkempt sack okay so i have i'm actually i cut it open earlier i got my um oh blood everywhere I got my uh, fancy uh, blade with a uh, ram's horn that I used to open it because that's my desk knife. And I actually haven't looked in it yet. Uh, this comes from Ooh. Big Scott. Big Scott Dodds. Okay. Yeah, Big Hot sent me this one. Ooh, I don't know what's in it yet, so we're going to find out treat. together. How how large of a sack do you have there, Joe? Uh, it's, it's, it's a big box. It's substantial. But it's light. It's very, very yeah. light. And okay, so I'm going to try, try and not look. Okay. I'm going to find the letter first. All right. Oh, I nice. see what's in there. There's a letter. Okay. We'll look at the letter first. Nice. I've kind of seen what's in there, but I, I don't <laughs> have any details. Who that? No, oh, right. look who it is. We got a looky Lou. All right. So just in time for a sec. So when he, so we, we have a, uh, a, a, a voyeur that just showed up to look at Joey's sack. <laughs> uh, big, big, big Tron joined just for a little visual, yeah. uh, s- section, if you will. Well, Joey sack brings all the boys to the yard. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know how well my, my thing says, but that is the Dodzilla Denwith dungeon. Nice. It says unpaid and underrated podcast. Hey, nice. Joey. Please enjoy the Dodzilla deadlift dungeon shirts. The black shirt is custom cut by me myself. I fancy myself the best in the land at cutting shirts. Thanks for introducing me to all these crew members this last year, as well as having me on the podcast. Thanks for the hours of chatting with other people that even though I've never met most, I now consider friends all due to your podcast. July is going to be one to remember big joy. I expect a deadlift PR pulled while wearing one of these. Keep your head on a swivel at the lift hard live easy meat, brother. I have a sneaky RKO with your name on it. <laughs> and he has an unpaid or underrated with us. Unpaid or underrated, wearing a massonomics singlet to a massonomics power lift. Is that like wearing a kiss tee to a kiss concert? Ooh. So I'll give you guys all the chance to answer that. Keep up the great work. Scott Dodds, AKA Dodzilla, big hot and the first supporter. Number one. Nice. He also sent me some stickers from the deadlift dungeon. Uh, Cause him and I have joked about how I always joke that powerlifters call everything their dungeon. Now uh, with those are probably plate snack snicker stickers. I'm not like hundred percent, but we'll go, we'll yep. go ahead and say they are. And uh, you know, you we'll know, go ahead them. and use a code unpaid at plate snacks to get some uh, big hot stickers and a rookie card. Oh, sweet. He sent me his rookie card. So let's get a look at these shirts guys. All right. Tron, to kill your audio, please. Tron, you got to mute yourself. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Big so Tron we got just a, turned into big scans over we here. We got a hey, red the, one. Te- Technolo. Dodzilla Deadlift Dungeon, established 2020. That's sweet. 
Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold. On. I'm gonna turn off this background because it's affecting. Yeah, because right. I'm I'm struggling to see what you're showing us. Okay. Yeah. So. Oh, sick. Okay. So it's got oh, yeah. it's got Dodds deadlift dungeon strongman gym. He's hauling a Lifting hauling a log. log with some skulls on it. It looks like and his logo. Some ammonia in there. Nice obsidian ammonia code unpaid. And then like, also code unpaid. And then here's the black one. Oh, look at that. So it's also got Dodds. Nice. Ah, deadlifting. Love with it. his red lift hat. Look at the red lift hat. <laughs> Bastard had to throw that one in. About eh? that. Now that's something he's going to be so mad when that finally wears out and he gets like so stinky with just sweat because he lifts in that thing, I think, too. Uh, only so. at special occasions. Okay, he saves it. So he's kind of milking it for a prolonged life. That's smart. And how how'd that work out perfectly? Joey was just talking about having minimal uh, fitting shirts and he just got two in the mail. Yeah, that was pretty dope. So Can't guys, do you wear the Massonomics singlet to the Massonomics meet? Like, is that? I do. Like, kiss kiss army i think i think crew is definitely greater uh, greater than kiss army as far as like it's it's more more tight knit whereas like kiss doesn't give a fuck about the kiss army kiss isn't intermingling with the fucking kiss army uh but like singer, like we mock the tool band the tool fans for wearing tool in a perfect circle shirts to their shows I just I think it's night and day difference. We're literally so? all friends. There's 300 of us and 100 of us are going to go show up and hang out together. That's not the same. We don't. What is it? What was the what was the movie? Someone was asking me about this week. Uh, 40 year old virgin, wasn't it? And there. Mm-hmm. So the scene in that is like uh, putting the pussy on the pedestal, I think. Wasn't that a scene? So like that's what people <laughs> do. That's what that's what people do to bands. We don't do that to Tommy and Tanner necessarily. Like I don't put them on a pedestal to you. Like they're just like they're our buddies. So I don't I don't feel that's the same thing. You don't put the you don't put the Tommy on a pedestal. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Andrew? Uh, I don't know. The way the way Keith reacted to the uh Tommy Shakira thing, maybe. Um <laughs> but uh I, I do agree with Keith though. I mean, that's always been a rule for for every band. You don't wear the band shirt to to the concert. But I'm not going to watch Tanner and Tommy do anything. Yeah. You know, I like Keith was saying, we're all going. So are we all part of the band in a certain way? Yeah, that's a good way? point. Yeah, like I'm like not it, playing yeah. guitar for Kiss. Yeah. You know, may, maybe we're all on tambourine for that. <laughs> you know, just doing our little part. John, any input? No, yeah, I just wanted to pop in and see if Keith was still wearing the glasses. But, uh, but yeah, no, you definitely, we, we do not uh, um, idolize or um, purify uh, uh, Tommy or Tanner. So, so definitely. Okay. So it sounds like the consensus is go ahead and wear your Massonomic singlet. Well, I hope so because I got one. Well, I got two now, technically. Thank you, big uh, scan. <laughs> All right. So that was my sack segment. Hey, man. Thanks, big Scott. Big hot big dods they'll rhyme hot uh, scott well, dads well i'd say before we kick big trond off let's go ahead and talk about uh any feedback we got some i'm just crew everyone listening now it's been like a week and a half i think or at least a week since the song came out i've listened to it literally four or five times a day just out of like i don't know like it it, it, it hypes me up man i don't know like if i'm having a shitty day i'm driving home from work i'm like i just need to jam out to say i'm just crew and just like completely take all the stress away. Uh, I mean, I did lift to it the other day, but that was more just for Instagram. I don't know that I can really get super pumped to it, but it's, it's a chill song. Cause it reminds me that like, I've got this huge circle of friends. that got my back and it's just like, I don't know. It's just, it's part of something bigger than me. So that song has really been sick. Uh, I've really much enjoyed it. I hope we can get some kind of video 
made. I know no one has time to edit that together. I'm even thinking like it'd be cool to just do like a what is a three minute song. So just literally make up a, a, a slideshow of pictures from the last year of just like crew stuff. And even even if that's the video, like I don't even care, like like that would be worth it. Just like 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 50 pictures from like people interacting other crew crew interacting with each other. That with just the video would be easy enough to make you think. Uh, but I think it would be cool to do like a legit video and like really make it funny. But I don't know who's got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. Andrew, have you uh, listened to the song yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I heard the uh, the version on the podcast Tuesday, you know, with without any background music. And then uh, yesterday I listened to it with the music. And I like, I mean, I, I liked it a lot with the music. It, it builds. I, it kind of pumps you up, I think. <laughs> It's it's so over the top though. I love yeah. it. Yeah, that's why. It... <laughs> the hard part for me was like the lyrics change like every stance or whatever. So then like I I keep wanting to say I'm just crew and so are you and that's only the lyrics like one time. So I get it wrong like every other time. I'm like Fuck. I'm shocked it didn't go. I'm just crew and I'm just a silly goose. Like that was an easy rhyme that that I think I keep singing and then looking at the lyrics going I don't think that's actually in there. <laughs> Um, well, well, Joey, you have, you have kids, so uh, you'll you'll relate to this. Where maybe uh, <laughs> you know, my daughter will sing a song and just like kind of make up, you know, mm-hmm. what what she thinks the words are. Yeah. So maybe maybe that's what we all can do is just we we you know Tron was the was the visionary behind this all, and we <laughs> we can take it and make it our own. But that's what crew's all about you just Absolutely. It's, it's, yeah, i don't know we have we have we have the original artist here he may not appreciate such yeah things. he's don't mess with my art he says <laughs> no I'm, I'm i'm saying absolutely the uh the more weird al takes on a weird al song you can make <laughs> the better the world will be all right, uh, Keith. Tell me about. Tell us about your thingamagoo there. Your strongman oh, thingamagoo. God. The meat was this. Uh, so the strongman show. Uh, I think big, big Chris kind of summed it up. Like I was, I thought I was gonna just eat shit on all the events or not be able to com- uh, complete them or not be able to do the 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 entry weight. But I I did everything I anticipated. I did. I exceeded my expectations. I completed everything. I you know did I come in tenth out of twelve people? Yeah, but it's my first strongman show. Didn't know what I was doing. Had literally never touched like eighty percent of the implements before that day. So uh, it was a stiff bar deadlift. Worked up to a small PR on that uh, hook grip, which probably wasn't the smartest thing because I ended up ripping the shit out of my thumb, which affected me on. Can't you use straps at there? You could, but I wanted. (sighs) I was. I I knew what I could pull, and I really wanted to actually be able to say, okay, I have a new stiff bar deadlift PR now. And if I had done straps, I wouldn't have counted it because I don't fucking I, I don't pull on straps. But now that I'm now that I got out of the way, and if I do another strongman thing, yeah, I, looking back now, I should have just used fucking straps, and n- not even that I could have pulled much more with straps, but I could have saved my fucking thumb. Because um, mm-hmm. when I had to do the farmer's carries, I dropped the fucking implement twice, one with, with my right hand, which my right hand is a better better grip. But I had a fucking Band-Aid and tape on it, and I just was mm-hmm. like, you know, throbbing pain. So that affected that. Um, so the dead, dead list went fine. Uh, uh, log uh, log and actual medley was 165 for reps back and forth under a minute or at a minute. 
I ended up getting three reps total. I probably could have got a fourth. I was just, I was literally like, I was so gassed that I was just walking back and forth to the implements where everybody else was like sprinting. So I was like, I definitely lost probably 10 or 15 seconds, just kind of like casually like walking and catching my breath. Uh, stones first time i ever picked up a stone was in warm-ups and it was 150 pounds uh lapped it and got it over a 50 uh, a 50 inch um bar and then the lowest option for the weight was 200 it was either 200 or 240 and i was like well i'm gonna go to 200 and i didn't even try to actually pick it up during warm-ups well i i lapped it during warm-ups but i didn't want to like blow my wad and try to go over the bar with it if i if that's all i had um because i just had no clue what i'd be able to get um so I ended up being second on stones and I didn't want to wear tacky, which worked out good because the, the the thing wasn't that tacky. It didn't have a bunch of tacky on it because I wasn't just familiar with how tacky works and just gets all review and shit. I wasn't trying to deal with that. Uh, so I got the first rep, super, super like surprised I got it in like, I don't know, like like seven or eight seconds, threw it over, got one more, was very surprised. And then like my lats and my back just kind of locked up and I was like, yeah, I'm good. I had 30 seconds left and I definitely could have got one or two more reps if I like was feeling good, but I wasn't feeling good. So I was like, I, I was like, yep, I'm good. <laughs> Thanks guys. So finished that up. Um, that went into the farmer's carry and Husa felt medley. Um, farmer's carry was 200 a hand. The Husa felt was 220. It was like down and back with, you know, one and then down back with the other, like, I don't know, 30, 50 feet, something like we call it, call it 40 feet. Uh, Dropped the dropped the farmers uh, because of my hand being all fucked up. But they had a rule of like as long as you dropped it in like the first like five feet, they'd let you pick it back up. But if you dropped it like halfway down, they you know it was pretty much over. Uh, so they let me finish that, and then I dropped it like as I was crossing the finish line too. And I was like, are they didn't count that because like the one hand was definitely over, or like the one implant was over, but the other one I kind of like slid over as I was falling forward. But they're like, yeah, yeah, you're good. <laughs> and then I just fucking literally just picked up the Husa felt and like super easy, surprisingly. But then like kind of waddled my fat ass down down with it when everyone else was like sprinting. So when I like watched my buddies' videos after the fact, I was like, the fuck. Like, I'm stronger than some of you guys because, like, I literally outperformed you in all these other events. And then, like, you literally just, like, sprinted when I had to, like, could barely walk down. So it was super interesting to see, like, kind of like in powerlifting, how you can be really good at one and kind of suck at the other and all that. So, like, seeing that play out in Strongman was interesting because I'd never actually, like, I think I, I, I went and helped my buddy at one, but I've never really, like, paid attention at, like, an amateur Strongman. Um but it was a blast. It was fun. I think they ended up raising like almost ten grand for the guy's charity too. So that oh, was yeah. uh, any if, if anyone had donated to that, really appreciate that. And I can definitely see myself doing it again. Um, like that level. Like I'm not. I'm not going to try to like sign up for like <laughs> probably like regular strongman shows where the uh, the the novice class weights are probably out of my reach or like right at the peak. But they're gonna this particular show. There's a lot of younger people that do it, so they keep the novice weights like doable. Um. And they were like right in my wheelhouse of what I could do. So um, as far as what I'm going to implement going forward in my training, I think I'm going to keep some kind of clean and press. Uh, I can actually clean and press in my basement just barely. So I might keep that in as like an athletic overhead press versus just like a, a static overhead press uh, just to kind of get like a little bit of fun cardio, if you will. But yeah. Uh, and then my buddy Chris, other crew. Um destroyed his you know he, he i think he won everything and would definitely not be allowed to do novice again so he's uh you know gotta go play with the big boys next time well good for you man and congrats on raising that money for that that's uh it's a good reason to do anything right absolutely it was yeah, well, i watched all your videos on instagram of of you doing doing all the events i thought it was pretty cool i i've always sort of wanted to kind of try that out and it was just neat seeing 
somebody who I consider might be, you know, similar level to me, just Mm -hmm. not knowing anything about it, go out there and truly compete at it. I thought it was cool, man. Thanks, man. I was definitely a a, a power lifter out of water, basically. I was a fish out of water there for sure. Like, because they're like a very like close knit group and like, like all, like all the dudes knew each other for the most part, like, like the veterans at least. So, which is similar to powerlifting. It's just, there didn't seem to be a much of an overlap. Like, I didn't see a single, I saw one other dude that are, that I knew from powerlifting. Uh, other than that, it was just like a whole new crowd for me, which is weird to like, know there's this whole other fitness community in, in, in Rochester that's like, aren't powerlifters. Like, okay, that's kind of cool. So I can like expand my horizons a little bit and, you know, make new connections and still fitness, uh, adjacent, well, powerlifting adjacent, if you will. Yeah. I remember watching your video and just yelling, get your hands over that rock. Because <laughs> you get <laughs> the first stone you lifted, you still tried to hug it a little without, and you weren't going over. Yeah, and I all I remember I is being terrified I was going to tear my bicep. I've only lifted yeah. stones once. I'm not like some like expert, but I was just like, oh no, he's going to hurt himself. Oh no, oh no. And then you were fine. <laughs> That's why I remember watching that. I definitely have a goal of so that one was 200, and they have a 240. I'm going to go and do a day pass one time when I train with my buddy there. I'm going to, I'm fucking, I'm getting that goddamn, like I'm loading that 240 no matter what, like this, this year. Like, I think I have that in me. Like I, can I load more than 240? Fuck. I don't know. But 240 is maybe doable. <laughs> all right. Dope. Good work. Yeah. Uh, I want to rate last week's episode, the bells of steel episode. Yeah. With the what guy who's of it, Andrew. Did you, did you catch it, Andrew? Oh yeah, yeah. Um K- Kavon, so, I believe. Yeah. Thank you, Kavon, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um I like I like Kavon. Um he's always been really uh really good to the home gym community. Um you know back when the garage gym reviews Facebook group was somewhere that was fun to be Kayvon would come <laughs> in and he would always be very positive and, you know, give us glimpses as to what they're working on and, and such. Um, I was somewhat disappointed that Tommy has listened to the new blink 182 album. I was hoping that he could take that a little bit longer. Uh, <laughs> And I also was thinking that I was going to deduct either a shuffle or a nano for them not knowing, especially a Canadian not knowing about Boxing Day. However, because in 2020, when I got a flat bench from Bells of Steel and uh, reviewed it on Garage Gym Review's Facebook group, he saw it and decided that they would send me a shirt for free. I'm going to give it five iPod. Are we doing touches or are we doing click wheels? Massonomic gyms, iPod, iPod touches. Yeah. I think, I think Joey got confirmation that they had a little bit of everything. So yeah, we're gonna stick with everything. Touches. They had nanos, touches, spin, yeah. click wheels. We're, we're crew. Yeah. We touch each other when we're here. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't see any of the special edition U2 version of the click wheel, the black and red one. I mean, that one was pretty rare. So. Cause nobody fucking wanted it. <laughs> no. They gave, me, they gave me that song on my. The whole album. IPhone. Yeah. I was like, oh. I can't get that to go away. They're like, congratulations. <laughs> here's this for free. And we're like, yeah. It's like, no one ever really wanted Bono. Come on. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like everyone's talked about that and like, 
It was pre <laughs> me ever having an iPhone. So I'm just like, oh, yeah, I remember that. No, I didn't have an iPhone. Like yeah, it was, that was my first. It was actually my first. Uh, I didn't have an iPhone at the time. It was my first iPod because I've talked about it before, how I had Android phone and iPod. And then one day was like, I'm sick of carrying two things. Yeah, so just, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, they literally, they forced it on you on, on with every software, with that one software update. And like, you had to go and like remove settings to get rid of it. It was pretty stupid. That sounds super annoying. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed last week's episode. Um, anything that, you know, talks about the twins, you know, it's, 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 it's fun <laughs> and memorable. Um, Kayvon didn't sell me on buying anything from Bells of Steel, though. He just, like, not nothing against him. He just, he seemed like he had no, I don't know if he was just super tired, but he had, like, no passion about his company or what he does for a living and definitely made it sound like it's just, like, something that he just fell into and, like, begrudgingly is doing, which I don't want to buy equipment from someone that looks at his company like that. So I will probably never buy anything from him specifically for that episode. So for that and having, you know, me avoid anything from bells of steel i'll go ahead and give uh tommy and tanner and the massonomics episode five ipod touches all right uh so hardcore disagree i buy a lot of stuff from bells of steel um i have a great a great fat bench from them my first power bar was from them i've got uh crash mats from them um they make very good low cost high quality stuff yeah i've heard that um i've been to the toronto showroom and I was the only one there. And I I don't know, like, I guess I don't, I'm not in, into this as you two might be. But their showroom is legitimately, you walk in and they go, oh yeah, there's the gym. And you get to go just work out. It's pretty cool. And you just, like, they're like, we don't care, just touch everything, lift everything. And like, that's the coolest showroom I've ever been to. And, uh, actually when I bought the fat bench, I, I walked in and I was like, I want this. And the guy was like, we're out of stock. And then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'll just investigate it and buy it online. And he was like, okay, hold on. We have one. It's cause it wasn't released yet. They sold it to me mm. two days before it was released. Oh, that's cool. And, um, it, it's, it's like a gen two or something too. You should probably got like a better version than what you would have had on the floor model. Yeah. It's a great nice. bench. Their bare steel power bar is fantastic. All of that said, I don't disagree with your assessment. I don't think Kayvon was that too amped to be the owner of a $20 million (laughs) home gym supplier. Um, But that could also just be him trying not to be, I'm the guy that owns a $20 million. Like like he could have just been humble trying to be humble Mm -hmm. or even exhausted because he also like, you know, you don't get to get there by accident right um so yeah i don't disagree with your assessment there but i would say don't let that get in the way of going to a belt you come up here because it's up here right and that we'll come to your gym then you come up to the bells of steel mm-hmm. showroom we'll do a video up here steve wants to go because he wants their pillars um he so him and i have been planning to go there he actually um left a comment on their facebook and tagged massonomics mm-hmm. and massonomics responded with hey thanks big steve and he was just like, so now I'm going to have a bunch of people wondering who the fuck Big Steve is on the Bells of Steel page. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. Um, so with all of that said, uh, five five um, astronomics GMI pod touches. Nice. And I will 
prolong this a little bit more. Um, I have I have seen Bells of Steel stuff at the Arnold and at Home Gym Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I just I wasn't overwhelmed. It seemed very like kind of right between Titan and below Rep. Uh, well, way below Rep, and then like right on par with Titan, but just like you know Canadian Titan. Which, but that's I mean that's a good market though because Titan sells a lot of shit. So. Uh, mm-hmm. But, now they um, now they do design in Canada, but they build in China, right? So they yeah. they're not yeah, they're that's, not that's, make, that's, it's not yeah, the strength co of Canada. Let's not confuse yeah, no, that. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, but, I've 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 heard Kayvon on other podcasts discuss discuss that you know uh, building overseas and that he's he's interested in. Uh, giving people jobs, not necessarily uh, any sort of person from a specific country jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't necessarily bother me. I do tend to, you know, most of my gym was built uh, buying, you know, overseas produced products so that I could actually uh, afford things to start. Yeah. And I am slowly transitioning more to you know american-made products and that's my goal but i do like bells of steel i think keith i think your assessment at the beginning was correct that it was sort of the titan of canada um but i i really like a lot of the new products that they are releasing they're they i think they are moving into a more premium space yep yeah, I, that bench I have, I, it's wonderful. And, you know, like I've had, Steve has his bench. He's come up to my house and he was just like, I don't know if I like the fat bench. And he actually ended up really enjoying it. So, uh, well, yeah. I'm, when I'm at home, Gym Con this, uh, this spring, I will check. I'll give a little more of a deep dive into their stuff. And then if anyone else wants to join me at home, Gym Con, go ahead and use uh, code UNPAY to save 10% on your tickets for this year. And that's that's really cool. I know you kind yeah. of downplayed it in our text thing, but I was like, is that a limited time? Cause of course it is. It's a, it's a ticket ticket purchase, but like, that's really dope. You know, saving some money off of your, your ticket. I'm not driving to no French Lake, Indiana, any time <laughs> of the year. And actually you've been watching Reacher. Yes. I'm up to French, date. Yeah. French was, Lake was, is in Reacher. Did you, did you not see, I posted, um, Oh no, I, sorry. I didn't, I did not post it to Massonomics. I posted it to my home gym group that I'm in there with like the mm-hmm. guy that, oh, that created home gym con. And it was the re- fucking French lick fucking Americans. And yep. yeah, I, I, I literally uh, posted that in, uh, that was really funny. Yeah. I saw that and thought of home gym con and then of you That's because good stuff. I think of you and home gym con. So yeah, Re- Reacher is definitely one of the best shows on TV right now. If you're not watching it, it's fucking, yeah, watch it very, don't, don't let Tom Cruise like, the movies. If you didn't like the Tom Cruise movies, don't don't let that sway your opinion of watching the Amazon Reacher show. It's especially if you're a book fan. Like they're so good. It's such a good mm-hmm. show. Agreed. All right. What's next? Um the uh, the Massonomics uh, YouTube video from this week. I don't know if it. I know uh, Big Big Ball. Yeah, I'll ask, I told Andrew we we're going to talk about it, so I think he had a chance to watch it. If not, he can just lie and make something up. <laughs> but what what did, you, what did you think of uh, Tanner and Tommy react to a 2005? whatever it was an eight or nine year ago video so 2023 yeah, minus eight or nine years i think one of them was 2014 uh i love it i i love <laughs> i love seeing seeing them or i love seeing 
Tanner like that. Um, especially because he's changed. He's changed so much, but he hasn't. Mm-hmm. If you, if you, if you, if that makes any sense in terms of his silliness, um, is still there. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I was hoping that they would, uh, tip into the Kadoba challenge and see him eat those burritos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I still would like to see him as, you know, uh, an almost 40 year old go into Kadoba now and try to eat three burritos. I'd like to see that as a new episode or a new YouTube video. That but yeah, like a upset something <laughs> waiting to happen. <laughs> well, I might do it when I'm there. I don't know. <laughs> but I, 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 yeah, I enjoyed it. It, it was, it just makes me laugh. I, nice. It, it just makes me feel like, uh, like that sort of stuff, like really reminds you of just the crap you did when you were younger, 10, yeah. 10 years ago, all the weird stuff you thought when you're going out to the gym and doing things. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, you know, we were all doing West Side back then, right? <laughs> now, the uh, now, now, would you say that Tanner's deadlift lockout has improved in the last decade? Because he didn't lock out a single one of those fucking oh, no, in that a, video. Not... And he even acknowledged it. But I was like, I was waiting for, is he not going to acknowledge the elephant in the room that he is like soft kneeing, like with like a 20% bend in his knees, all these lifts. I was like, so he definitely called himself out. So kudos to uh, being uh, self-observant on that and uh, giving yourself shit for that. Uh, my, I think my favorite part was when they, they mentioned, the, they actually made like him holding up the banana, like the the thumbnail. And he was like, yeah, this, when they saw it live for the first time, they're like, oh, this is a meme. Like, like uh, someone had clipped this little one second thing and made it a meme. And I was like, so that was me, but it wasn't even the same video. So there must be multiple like 10 year old videos with him <laughs> holding up a banana looking like a dildo. Like, because I've been I, I had to scroll back like 2000 pictures to find that from when I screenshotted it like three years ago, I think, or two years ago. And then I posted it in the thread today too. And I watched it and it was not the same video. He's wearing a red shirt in one and a black shirt in the other. And the one banana's got a real big bend in it. And the other one's just a straight shaft. So that was hysterical though. Um, that with you and multiple. fucking bananas. <laughs> yeah. Stop looking at dicks. <laughs> no, oh, not you. What? I meant Tanner. Like, <laughs> Oh yeah, I don't. That's the, so that's, so one of the funniest things in bad Santa was what's with you and fucking sandwiches. <laughs> Right, yeah. so what's with you and fucking bananas kind of makes sense to me. Well, there wasn't a catheter in that banana, so <laughs> oh, that's yeah. So Keith felt real comfortable staring at it. Yeah. <laughs> to harken. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've. I don't know if there's, uh, we can probably skip the last one there and talk about it another week. Once you if you ever get a chance to see it, because we think feel like we're going. I won't get going, to see it until it. So yeah, he, he wants to talk about the Iron Claw movie. Whoa. We don't have to. Oh, okay. I can't. I haven't seen it. I want to see it. It's in there. I keep staring at it going, fuck, I want to see that movie because I know all about them. So so I, I, yeah, I haven't seen it either. The only thing I would say, (laughs) my expert opinion, having not seen this film, (laughs) is uh, make sure you also watch the um, WWE documentary on WCCW to get a to get that perspective of the Von Erics. And also um, watch the dark side of the ring episode yes, of the definitely. Von Erics. Yeah, I'll have to do that. 
yeah i did like i did the wikipedia deep dive and i was like oh fuck but i didn't uh yeah it's it's tragic and actually so your next thing is actually also about uh tragedy and wrestling um so everybody's been joking about what my tattoos are i haven't posted them on social media i think only scott my wife and my coworkers have actually seen these so they say hurt and heal um so bray wyatt the fiend had these written on his gloves in this font and um he died back in november i think we talked about it when it happened uh, he's 36 years old uh he uh he kind of was an inspiration to me in a sense he brought me back into wrestling after almost a decade away he was very open and and um loving to his to his fellow wrestlers he he brought back horror into wrestling uh, a weird core, we call it, where things weren't exactly scary, but they were unsettling. And he brought that into wrestling and it made me a little more comfortable with my appreciation for that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And then he just up and disappeared for a while and then he came back and then he went away again and then he died while he was away. And so we had him for a brief time and I've always wanted a tattoo to, to kind of you know, show my love of, of all the work Wyndham did. His, his real name was Wyndham Rotunda. He was, um, he was, uh, Erwin R. Scheister's kid. And I've always wanted knuckle tattoos. And, uh, so just the hurt and heal kind of came because, you know, the fiend, it was there as like, a, yeah, he was a horror villain. He was scary. He was all these things, but at the same time, he was the representation of every decision you've ever made. Every decision that you, it was long-term storytelling. Every decision you've ever made has the the possibility to do one or the other, to hurt or to heal, whether it's yourself or the person you're making the decision with or for or against. And the fiend was this weird concept where he would, that was his role. He would come in and he would, he would essentially reset wrestlers he reset John Cena, he reset Kane, he reset all of these people back to this character that was more beneficial for them. Because ultimately, your hands are capable of so many things. And when you have to make that decision to hurt or to heal somebody, you need to make the right decision. Neither is wrong, but, you know, like, it's right at the time. So... That is officially why I have his tattoos on my hands. That's the big reveal. I'll post a picture, I guess, on Instagram. Well, we have this game we like to play. Uh, no, that was cool. I was uh, I enjoyed that. That was uh, I wasn't really sure what you were going to be, and you definitely took it a little more serious goose than we thought. But if I was going to get tattoos on my hands, I'd probably have to have a good reason to do it. So it sounds like you had one. But also, am I going to punch you with the hurt hand, which is the right hand? <laughs> I'm going to punch you with the left hand. And actually, one of my coworkers was like, "Did you get honk?" on one of them and heal. <laughs> so she made the joke before anybody in the crew did that the right hands for honking. It's <laughs> good stuff. No, that's cool. I, I, yeah. And I, I'll agree. I, I definitely agree in the sense that in a time where actual storytelling has sort of left professional wrestling, uh, he was able to create these long, as you're saying, these long story storylines 
mm-hmm. that you were genuinely interested in. Yeah. Um, transitioning, especially, <laughs> you know, if you remember when they tried to bring him in as uh, Husky Harris, uh, you know, transitioning from some sort of character like that to what he made out of the fiend and you know with the entrance that was sort of reminiscent of uh a sort of has sort of undertaker feel to it but also a mankind sort of uh sort of take on it i yeah but way scarier yeah. So he he the fiend was Bray Wyatt's alter ego, and he came for those of you guys that don't know, and I encourage you to go watch. There's a good hour long video uh, on his first entrance. We had never seen the fiend do an entrance. We had just seen him attack people. He came in carrying. So Bray Wyatt always carried a lantern because he would light the way. That was his thing, and then he became the fireflies. Remember, kids, I will always light the way. But then when the fiend came in, that lantern had Bray Wyatt's head, decapitated head, wrapped around it. In wrestling. Because it was the idea that I was he was he was the alter ego. He would be the one to kill the nice Bray Wyatt. It was it was it was insanity. And it was just like I said, it it just it did a lot for me. And so Hand tattoos are never actually that permanent. These are eventually going to wear away. But I thought for oh, now, it's such a because it's such a there's so much you know movement in your fingers. Yeah, it's a high traffic place. Gotcha. Cool. Thank you. Cool. Thanks. Thanks. Um, no. Yeah, I would like to move this game. We like to play. Mm, Big <laughs> Andrew, do you want to do a little uh, Massonomic sponsor read for us, my friend? Do you have anything ready for us? Yeah, you know what? Speaking of that, that reminds me of something. You know, it reminds me, <laughs> reminds me of Massonomics. Um, yeah, so originally, you know, I was was racking my brain, you know, uh, what hasn't been done? You know, Big Jeff had this uh, ad that really harkened to a lot of the uh, older jokes. Big Jen had the best poem, I think, that you could have for <laughs> for um, Massonomics. And, uh you know, just a couple of weeks ago, Big Steve talked about why he supports Tanner and Tommy because of how great they are. Um, and what I wanted to talk about was why you should join crew. Now, if you're listening to this, you probably are crew. You probably listen to Massonomics already, but if not, uh, I think you should join crew. It's $3 a month. It's the best community. Everybody is, uh, ex- accepting of each other. Uh, we don't get too serious. Everybody stays on Joey's, uh, silly spectrum in some <laughs> way, shape or form. But I know when I was thinking about joining crew, which I made a big mistake and joined, I think a couple weeks after the, uh, uh, membership cards were sent out. Mm. And my whole thing was I was 
like Tanner in that open powerlifting shirt, pretty cheap and didn't know if I wanted to make the commitment. Then I saw it's $3 a month. So for $3 a month, I think that it's worth it. But maybe you are uh, looking for some other financial sort of uh, incentives. So this is a pen to paper situation. I think you'll find out that you cannot afford not to join crew. If you're perhaps you are thinking about making your first big massonomics purchase. Well, when you join crew, you receive a discount code. That discount code alone can pay for a month of membership. Heck, you could probably work work it out like Big Tron style and get yourself about tree fifty in return. On top of that, you can get early access to drops, exclusive access to that sweet massonomics gear. Finally, as crew, you'll receive bonus mystery gifts, also exclusive to crew. These gifts are only available to crew joined when sent out. And may I say that one is being prepared right now, and Tanner is slowly and methodically drawing a line in the sand, and I would bet you want to be on the right side of that line when the gifts are sent out. Don't be like, join crew and get that gift. So at this moment, stop what you were doing. Go to massonomics.com slash join and join the crew. I promise we are not rude. <laughs> well, Ryan is. Well, yeah, everybody except the injured guy. Well done. Well done, Andrew. We appreciate well done. that, buddy. It might yeah, be too late I... for your family, but it's yeah. not too late. For... <laughs> yeah. you, you know, when, when I was going through the back catalog, uh, I remember that being read. And then saying Nintendo Tron, and when when Tron joined and it said Nintendo Tron, I remember like I've I've heard that before. That was that was a review. So when he read the review, I was like, it is him. <laughs> <laughs> it might be too late for my family, but it's not too late for yours. Like who does that? That was good. That was a good ad read, man. That was a good ad read. Uh, with that said, let's kick everybody out. Get our guest on the horn. I got. Sure. I have a lot I want to talk about. Good. All right. All right. Let's you take the brain. Uh, well, no, don't, because it'll go <laughs> not in the right direction. Yeah, uh, no. Big Andrew, is that you? Yeah, that's me. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we'll let you in. Um, yeah. You're live on the Unpaid and Underrated um, podcast, the podcast about massonomics for crew by crew. Um, Let's dive right in. We should dive right in. You guys want to dive right in? Do it. Has it been long enough? Is or can we dive right in? I'm surprised we're not diving in right now. You can dive right yeah. in at any point do you want. <laughs> right. So let's jump in. What brought you to Massonomics? How did you get here? It's interesting because uh I've known of Massonomics since probably 2019. Uh I remember seeing rookie card and verses pop up on Instagram. Um, I remember seeing Basement Brandon in the background, his, uh, lift banners. And, uh, when I think the first time that Basement Brandon released a banner, it was sold through the Massonomics shop. It mm-hmm. was 100%. Yeah. The bar yeah, don't lie. So I went, right? Yeah. So yeah. I went, went there. And to be honest, I didn't, I didn't listen to podcasts. I I never listened to podcasts. I was an audiobooks guy. So it didn't really 
didn't really resonate with me to uh, look into it. And then around the end of 2021, early 2022, I thought, oh, I had been listening. I started listening to the um, Garage Gym Experiment podcast. And have there have there been any good guys on that episode? Have there any been any been any, uh, any really good guests that you've heard over the years on that one? Yeah, my favorite is this guy named Keith because the first time I saw him on there, he was drinking a ton of beer, and Big Jake, Big Jake's face was just hilarious. <laughs> Keith was Keith. Oh, I, Keith, I was so nervous. <laughs> Keith drank a few beers. Start throwing out f bombs about uh, <laughs> about uh, Texas Power Bar not getting their shit together because they can't make a twenty nine power. And, and Jake's eyes were like rolling. And he's like, "Come on, Keith!" And I was like, "This is the fucking best right here." <laughs> I'm gonna go back and watch that. That's it was hilarious. Uh, but anyways, I, I so I was like, "I'm listening to podcasts now. I should give these guys a try." And I I did the thing where uh, I chose certain certain guests and uh i would cherry pick around and there there was a time early on where i was like i'm just going to go to the guest and listen to them Mm -hmm. and the more and more you know i drive a lot so i can't really skip and the more and more i started listening to it i was like well i think this is great because I kind of feel a little bit of a kinship with Joey in the sense that I don't know a lot of these guests. Like I don't know who the hell they are. That's why, like, that's I, why I, I couldn't do that. And that's one of the things I always kind of laugh when you yeah. guys talk about that. One's like, well, go pick a guest you, you know, you think you might want to hear from. And I was like, <laughs> nope, I don't know uh, any yeah, of these I, people. Like I would have gone to the fucking gladiator guy. He would have been the only <laughs> Oh yeah. Worst fucking audio ever. Jesus Christ. I I don't know who these people are. I don't know who these people are, but then I realized like the Tanner and Tommy are talking to them and they're not asking them questions about like, you know, being tough and doing this shit. You know, they're, you know, like what's your fat hack, you know, (laughs) what, what are you going to to eat? I was like, okay, maybe these guys actually are funny. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and then I started listen. I I remember listening to the first episode after they had gone back to the um the Arnold and listening to that episode. I remember starting it thinking like, is Tommy just talking about like them going on a trip? Is this, <laughs> you know is this gonna? And then I got home I was like, gosh, that was entertaining. Those guys are funny. So, uh. It was about that time, and I've gone back. I've I've listened to the back catalog. Uh, mm-hmm. I've listened to every single one. Nice. Uh, and I I just I just love it. It's so funny. That's awesome. I'd love to hear that. I uh, so if anyone wants to find you, uh, we uh, where uh, where are people going to find you on Instagram? We'll we'll close with it, obviously. But uh, you know, you're one of those guys that likes having not a name on their Instagram and different stuff. From, so help everybody uh, put the pieces together. They're probably already friends with you on Instagram, but now they're going to know who you are. Yeah, so uh, my Instagram is Clawtron. 
uh, C L A W T R O N. Uh, it's a strange name. <laughs> I, I created the Instagram specifically for, uh, because I was real, I'm, I'm really into collecting vintage toys, specifically s- space toys from the eighties. And that's a space toy from the eighties. Okay, okay. Uh, so the Instagram was started to, um, I was going to like take pictures of my vintage toys and put it up there. I haven't taken one picture of a toy and put it up there <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> it, it has just transitioned to me training. And then it, it's just got to the point where it's like, well, that's, the name that I have on there, that's what people know me as, you know, the, the few people that follow me. No, that makes sense. So I'm uh, like, it, just keep what's, it. What, what's your Discord? Is it the same or is it more your name? Just so everyone can find you there. Too? Yeah, on, on Discord, it's uh, Big Garrison Andrew. Okay. Um, so it's just my last name before my first. And that kind of just harkens back to when I joined Discord, I didn't realize, like, how cool the um the whole crew community was. I was like, oh, I don't know, there might be another Andrew. I don't want to step on their toes or whatever. Um, you know, because only one Andrew allowed. The the yeah, well, the only other Discord I had been in was the what is that? That's that home gym Discord, and that thing was yeah, just that's pretty toxic. Yeah, that thing was just chaos, and uh. You know, I don't hang out there anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I will. I'll be a voyeur in there periodically, but I don't. I very seldom post anything in there because just all it's like TikTok. It's just a bunch of young assholes. Uh, all right. Um, so I think you already mentioned you're you're a Southern California guy, right? So yeah, are there, are there so Cal. Is there any crew out there near you you've been able to meet up with or anything? Yeah, uh, Mofo and I have met up. Oh, sweet. Um, a couple times. Uh. So I met. Most... And... Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want to go ahead and share his uh, full name and a social security card and you know pictures of his family and stuff? <laughs> it's a for, fucking uh, guy for, doesn't exist for everyone listening. <laughs> he lives in California. Uh, and doesn't exist. All, all, all I all I have are pictures of his feet. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all we have. Oh god. I, I have his footprint. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I I I met Mofo before he was crew. At, oh, okay. Um, at a juggernaut event. Interesting. Uh, so we were training at this juggernaut thing and I was wearing this shirt. He came over and was talking to me and he was like, yeah, I, I love massonomics too. And like, I don't know if I should join crew. Cause I, he's this fucking guy says, I don't have time to be on discord. And uh, <laughs> I, I say, he's on discord more than anybody else. Yeah. I, I, I say to him, well, I'm pretty busy too. I don't get to be on there as much as I would like, but for $3 a month, I feel that I get more entertainment from massonomics than I do for a lot of other services that I, you know, do pay for. And I feel like that's fine. You know, and then ever, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but no, it's fine. I'm doing it on purpose. Uh, <laughs> I hate when people do that. We're like, I don't mean to interrupt. You fucking do. Like you did it on purpose while I was talking. But like, have we ever? Sorry, somebody did that to me at work today, and it just it just irked me. They were just. <laughs> I just have inter- now now now. I'm gonna interrupt Joey. Is this interruption gonna hurt or heal the podcast? Oh, just somebody was like. I just have a quick question. And I was like, I'm, I'm just helping another person. And they're like, Oh yeah. 
can you just explain everything about your job to me really quickly? <laughs> and I'm like, what? No. Uh, anyway, have we ever, like, if somebody comes in that doesn't talk very often, like, throws a comment in, have any of us been like, where have you been? Where you haven't been very yeah. active? Like, have we ever done yeah. that? Like, no. somebody somebody commented today. I didn't even know who they were, but I just started talking to them like they'd always been there. Like, I don't think I even knew who that person was. And I was just like... <laughs> we, we've, we've, we've had a few voyeur. Like, I don't think Big Caden talked that much in Discord. Big Big Colton doesn't talk a ton in Discord. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's we've definitely, out of the 30-plus guests, like there's at least five or six of them that have, like, maybe commented a hundred things over the course of their entire existence there. So, yeah, no, we're, we're not assholes. We're not going to judge people for how limited they are. It's just... You know, we might have to deep dive on the podcast a little harder because we might not know you as well. So, yeah, know, if- I'll, I, I, like the worst thing I think we've ever said is, wow, it sure is active in here like that. <laughs> so sorry, it was just because you were like you, you were just saying that he just doesn't have the time to be on Discord. Like just check in once a week for all we care. Yeah, we're still going to welcome you in. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I didn't even know I didn't know it was the same guy. And then he had made a comment that he was in Southern California. I'm like, Oh, I am too. He's like, yeah, we've actually met. And he put up the photo. He, you know, sent me the photo of things like, Oh yeah. Like you're like the one person I got along with at this. this thing. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So Mofo and I went to see, uh, we saw big Toby at a strong man event in, uh, Coachella. Uh, so we met big Toby there. Uh, He's a big strongman guy too. He's always posting yeah. strongman stuff. Yeah, I and to- Toby's one of those guys that uh, I've had. You know, I've actually had DMs and stuff back and forth with, and uh, I, re- you know, I really get along well with him too. Uh, I met one of the Davids. Him and I went to the Strength Co. Turkey Pool. So him and his wife sh- showed up and. We had a great time at the turkey oh, pool in November. The American um, David. Yeah, the American David. I haven't met the British David. He was supposed to come to that strongman event, but he didn't. So um, Mofo did some weird stuff with his shirt there, which well, I can't disclose. You, oh, oh man. So, <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think I want to hear that story. Everyone DM Mofo asking him about his his shirt now because that's that that left. Well, to talk back there too. Does that? I mean, that kind of makes sense though because like the Davids are the same guy, so they really couldn't be at the same place at the same time, right? Well, that's- no. Okay, so like I may be confused here. Which one of them shit on the side of the mountain? British, British David. Coast. Okay, and that wasn't Big Andrew. <laughs> Whoa, which time are you talking about? Uh-huh. And you might have dropped the GPS pin. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you jumped ahead. That's a good one. Yeah, I jumped. Yeah. I, I was like, wait no, a minute. No, no, I knew. I knew there's I knew there's a shit on the side of a mountain story here that yeah. I think we've, I think it, it's fucking wild that we can talk about this with more than one person on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. In in one of my attempts to be to be healthy, I thought that if I just chewed sugar free gum all the time, I wouldn't get hungry and eat a lot. Uh, <laughs> the fake sugar does not do well with it my does stomach. Not. No, no, that's such no, a no, bad no. idea. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like <laughs> all the dumb stuff we may have done a decade yeah. ago. This is one of those. Uh, 
my wife and I would go hiking. We go hiking this place, uh, Crystal Cove. Uh, so it's in, uh, Orange County by the coast. You can see, you can see the ocean as you're, as you're hiking. It's really pretty. And I'm chewing my gum being very healthy. And suddenly my stomach is just like, uh oh, <laughs> this is not good. The problem with this is that this is not out in the middle of nowhere. There are tons of people around. <laughs> so, you know, we have to like uh go off on this really uh not used trail. Maybe it wasn't a trail. We go down, I find a decent spot. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna walk off here and Go, but there's a lot more emergency behind this. Obviously, what, is it, is it, you weren't casually putting a yeah. stroll to go shit in the middle of the woods. <laughs> yeah, surrounded by people. Uh, so yeah, I have to go. Uh, take care of business. Come back and realize that uh, in my squatting and whatnot, I had dropped a GPS pinpoint. <laughs> <laughs> the exact location <laughs> that this happened. And, Were you on your and, phone in the forest? No, I didn't have. I, I mean, this was before I had a smartphone. I had a whole, like a whole handheld oh, GPS. Okay. Like you're uh, like playing like Angry Birds and accidentally dropped the GPS. No, I. Uh, no, I had. I have like this handheld GPS. You know, and I come back and and I explain to Emily how intense this whole ordeal was and she's like what did you wipe with and i was like let's just say that the underwear is no it was left there <laughs> I, I i know i'm sorry if that was embarrassing or anything it's just it's wild that i think more than one of us have that kind of <laughs> got that conversation you know i i don't at the time it was pretty yeah it was pretty wild or or you know, I was a little bit embarrassed by it, but, uh, I, you know, my job, I spend a good amount of time in the field. So there have been a lot more occasions where I'm by myself that are very similar to this that I've just had no choice. Except no choice hopefully you have dude wipes with you and you're not having to go through your underwear. I'm not prepared, man. No, yeah, no. Prepared. You think after like okay, once once is forgiven. Tw- what is it? Uh, yeah. You know, by, the, by the time you're doing it the third time, that's your fault. Whatever the hell the I, you is. fool me, fool me twice. I can't be fooled again. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Now I'm. It's good that you brought up your job, uh, because I'm going to get this right out of the way right early. Mm. That's the thing I don't want to get into because I think that's the coolest shit I have ever heard. I have a couple like questions about it. But like you're a you so you're an accomplished flint napper. Yes. Tell us what that means because that's a that word would sound threatening. Yeah, and <laughs> so when you, when you brought up your knife, I thought the only problem was with it was that there wasn't a stone blade on that. Yeah, I thought. Um, yeah. Yeah. That so, was strategic. Uh, so, um, I'm an archaeologist. My specialty is stone tools and stone tool, stone tool creation. Uh, so flint napping is the process of creating stone tools. Um, and so I hit rocks together 
to create arrowheads, blades, knives, what have you. The whole process of or, or reason for learning this is so that uh, I can look at the waste product. So the tool goes away. Mm-hmm. You know, what whatever culture it is, they take the tool away. All you're left is with the trash. Or archaeologists we study trash. And you know you what? It, it, I will say, um, and what I almost went into was cultural studies. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. Same. We're all, you're just studying trash. And I, again, I just, why I think this is so cool. I, yeah. So, yeah. So the whole, the whole thing is like, I, I make the thing. I try to, you know, use whatever technology, cause there's different technologies used, whatever technology they, would be used study the debitage and that's what i did for years and years and years so that now when i'm on a project or whatever and i find a certain type of reduction you know technology oh this is how they're making it or this is the economics of it this this tool stone is very abundant they have lots of it so they're using a very expedient quick method of making a tool because they have a lot of it, they don't give a shit. Or hey, this is obsidian, or this is something from really rare, far away. They're using a different technology. I can tell by this what's left here that they are actually trying to do whatever they can to maintain this tool because it maintains a sharp edge much longer. So that's my specialty in terms of of uh archaeology and uh why i do the flint napping and that's to me that that we don't like to talk about work very often but i was reading through this and i was just like this is the thing i'm gonna have to like not nerd out about a little bit um i can say that like my one anthropology teacher hated me because i just had so many questions i wanted to talk about everything Mm -hmm. so we're gonna get that out of the way that's about the most we're gonna do talking about that one that's fine i love talking about stone tools flint napping all that stuff i don't like talking about like work the day the day-to-day of work because it's like any it's like any job you know it's like you know there's the cool there's the cool stuff and then yeah yeah then there's forms you fill out yeah yeah which i'm trying to hit on it more like i said like i want even if we literally talk about what you do for 30 seconds, I just want everyone to like, you know, I think that's something we got to do. I feel like we missed out on that a lot on the earlier episodes, just kind of glazing, glazing over what people even did. And <laughs> I feel like I've definitely got called out on that from a few times. People saying, I no, really I th- want to know more about this person, even if it's just like, like I think the, the 10,000 foot view, but even that, yeah. oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Andrew, you first. No, I, I was going to say, I, I, I think it's, it, it's neat to see the, the different uh, professions and perspectives that are represented within our community. Yep. So then I have a, I have like a, not an FMK, but like a close to it uh, that I think I can get out of the way now because we're talking about work. Okay. What's most effective stone hammer, stone arrowhead or a stone ax. If you had to make one to be your favorite tool. What am I doing with this? Am I hunting? Killing? Um, you tell me. Because there are different, different applications. For hunting. Each. Let's go hunting. Because obviously the stone arrow would make the most sense, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. So let let let's change. Let's do a a, a stone projectile. Correct me, so please. It, yeah. So it could be an arrow. It could be a a tip of a spear, like an atlatl type spear. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that would be the most effective. Uh, if you want it, the goal is to eat, right? Sure. So if you if you want to eat, that would be the most effective. The spear. And, uh a spear point, whether okay. it's whether it's on an arrow, an arrow shaft, or an atlatl shaft, or um, because that's that's going to produce that's going to get you food. Uh, a a hammer and an axe that's going to be good for close, more close to close, like hand like hand to hand combat. And a lot of the animals that you're going after, you don't want to be involved in. You that. don't want to be close. <laughs> <laughs> but it, the reason I put those in because I thought that like like if you were thinking most effective for just living in that time period, oh, okay. right? like a hammer and an axe, I think would be eating is important, but so is chopping fireworks. Yeah, okay, right? so is all right. So living living in that period, I would just I would choose the hammer because I use a stone hammer to create points. I use the hammer to create an axe blade. So I use the stone hammer, which will usually be of sandstone or some other like, uh, kind of more softer material, mm-hmm. uh, to hit something like chert obsidian, uh, something that, uh, sort of flakes. So the best way to describe it is if you've ever seen a BB hit glass, when you see a BB hit glass, you see that cone there, right? That's the Hertzian cone. So what you're doing is that that's the force hitting it and it's spreading out. So what I'm doing is I'm hitting this glass like material and I'm directing that force to create a sharp edge. So if there's one tool to rule them all, it's your hammer because that hammer is used to create other tools. Okay, that I think that's yeah, kind of why I asked that question. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just I got I got like nerded out a little bit when I was like, mm-hmm. he does what? It's <laughs> like I need to talk yeah. about this a little bit, but I think that's cool. Uh, I'll deep dive one <laughs> just so I guess yeah. I, 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 <laughs> he did like I, shut up, you fucking oh, no, nerds. No, no, no. no. You talk about anything else? That's, that, that's, a, <laughs> no, that's no, no, okay. No. That's okay. Follow, I have a follow up. God damn it! I know my 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 question of the you know uh, posed that way would be like. So out of those three, the hammer, a projectile, and an axe, which one is like, when made of stone, is superior than made of metal or most equivalent to when compared to a metal? Well, so let's... Metal will be more durable, obviously. Stone has a sort of in terms of projectiles, it has a good, uh, part of its brittleness is part of its, is a benefit because as it goes into an animal, it may hit a rib or something and then shatter. And then all those little pieces are in the animal. And as it's moving around, it's each little piece is cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting. Uh, so in that respect, the the stone does have a benefit over the metal. Although the metal you could just pull out and reuse. What I will say is that uh, 
obsidian blades have been shown to be sharper than surgical steel scap scapples and have been used instead of surgical steel scapples in certain sort of um surgeries so have i been saying scalpel wrong my entire life no i i may be saying it wrong i think you forgot the word because you put him on the spot scalpel yeah scalpel now how how last work question i promise yeah (laughs) how abundant is obsidian depends on where you are i mean in the great basin so eastern oregon and uh anywhere where there's volcanoes i mean it's it's pretty abundant uh down here where we are where i am in southern california it's an import type of material Mm. but uh there are areas like in eastern oregon and nevada where the most common tool type is obsidian all right we're gonna get away from work i promise that was mm-hmm. i like i said i had so many things i wanted to talk to you about on that one so uh keith take over for I me wanna, for a second ask I him anything hear, else uh, sorry andrew and i, <laughs> I want to hear your rant about one thing that you and i probably both have extremely in common uh your wife told us that you're extremely passionate about customer service and nothing makes you matter than having an experience experiencing poor customer service and i can't say kindred spirit more than enough to that because that's you know what is uh what instilled that um feeling of just like it's customer service you should like that's your job like please be better at it kind of feeling <laughs> you know where did the, where did that come from for you? all right i spent 10 years working in a grocery store uh, i spent 10 years working for vons which is a safeway company they are currently owned by albertsons um and when I worked there, we had to do these things called mystery shops where they'd come in and there was this whole checklist and, you know, we had to go to these different classes and, you know, it's like, you don't tell them where the item is. You have to take them over and show them the item. Each check, like, so the mystery shopper would come in and we'd have this checklist. And if you missed like one thing that was considered a fail and you'd get really busted for failing. So anyways, I got this whole thing sort of beat into me and you know while I was doing it I kind of thought yeah this is dumb (laughs) Uh, but I I ended up getting really good at it Mm -hmm. and uh, I sort of you know (laughs) Joey talks a lot about uh, just doing stuff to make himself laugh and I would you know I would I would do things with with the people like that come in within the guidelines of this (laughs) shopping experience or whatever, this customer service experience. uh, But that would just like, just to make me laugh, you know, like I often would work in stores that were near uh, like older retirement communities. And, you know, we'd have these regulars that would come in and ask questions and just be sort of annoying. But the thing is like, that was their day. Right. And so, you know, if, the, if a certain annoying person would come in that I just got a kick out of the way that they bother people, I would say, oh, you know what? You should ask, you should ask Eric over there. And they'd be like, damn it. Uh, it would make me laugh. Hey, this is a long way of saying that, uh, 
I ended up embracing <laughs> this sort of that the sort of idea that uh it is your job to provide a good customer service experience to people and you know when I go shopping now it's like you can't get I don't know. Maybe I'm starting to get really old, but uh, <laughs> it's like kids these days. It's like yeah. they don't know how to they don't know how to bag a grocery groceries. It's like have these kids ever gone shopping with their mom and heard their mom complain about the meat put in with the uh, with the fruit? You know, things like that. My wife loses her mind every time she sees yeah. that, and she's like, "Motherfuckers!" My wife just does it on her own. We literally just tell we tell people don't touch our shit. We'll do it. Yeah, mm. yeah. So it, it, that's where it comes from. <laughs> long, long way of saying that. Uh, it comes from my experience working in the grocery store and just accepting, expecting people to provide to me the same level that I would provide to them if I was on in their shoes because I have been in their shoes. I I kind of agree. I think that there's there's an opposite direction. Um when I'm training people in customer service, I explain to people uh that um nobody actually remembers what you told them. They only remember how they felt while you told them. If you can tell somebody that you can't help them in a way that makes them feel good, you've given them good customer service. And and to yeah. me and it, and and to me like that that's the end result. Somebody walks up and goes, "Do you know where this thing is?" But I'm not actually an employee here. I'll just go. I'm sorry, I don't work here. You know, let me tell you, if I did shop here, I'll send you over to this direction. Blah blah blah. And they're not going to go. That idiot didn't know anything. They're going to go. Okay, well, he sent me in the right direction. That was nice. That's good customer service, right? But I do think there are bad customers in the world. Oh, I definitely agree. <laughs> and I think that sometimes. I even brought one up earlier. I just have one quick question. Can you explain to me the entire process of what you do while I'm trying to help somebody else? Like, I, I'm sorry, that's not a quick question. That's actually what we do here. I would love it if you would join our lineup and we will direct you. Well, that's ridiculous. I just had a quick question. And like, there's a, there also has to be an internal reflection of people that if you get bad customer service everywhere you go, it's you. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's that's it. Yeah, and and I'm I I will say it like I'm actually one of the people I don't get bad customer service, but I'm not a pleasant customer because I'm not a pleasant person. Hey, how's your day? Great, thank you. Oh, well, what do you got planned for later? Uh, to pay for this and leave? Like that's me. Yeah. That's not a bad customer service experience. Like to me, because I know that that's just me. I'm not here to to talk i'm here to buy my fucking energy drinks and go home like that so oh yeah i have i have plenty of stories of mike's you know i used to have this idea that i really enjoyed it when somebody would come up and they were angry and no matter what i was able to tell them they went away and they seemed less you know, yes. they were, they, they were better. I used to be uh, the whisperer of that too. Yeah. 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 But I, I, I have, you know, we 
talking about the the uh, retirement community that would come in, there was this one guy who would come in and always say, well, at Ralph's, they do this. Ralph's is a Kroger company. You know, mm-hmm. at Ralph's, they would do this. At Ralph's, they would do this. And at one point I said, at Ralph's, do they treat you better than the way we treat you? And he says to me, yes, they do, Andrew, because he was a regular customer. And I said, well, you must treat them a lot better than the way you treat us. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. said, I'm sorry, Andrew. I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah. You know, yep. uh, and sometimes, sometimes it, like I, like I said before, it's that name tag. The name tag seems to make people think they can talk to you in a certain way. And I have had to actually look at people cause I don't like bullies and it, bullying me is one thing, right? Like I can fucking deadlift your the whole family, like whatever, like I'm not scared of you, but if you threaten one of my guys, right, one of my team, I've always stepped in. And that's when I'd be like, look, man, if this isn't the level of service you want, if you're mad that I'm taking too long with this person, do you think I'm going to run through you in two minutes? No, I'm going to be the person that takes the time to make sure you're comfortable and everything we do together is fine. If that's not the level of service you want, there's this place across the road that'll hustle you right through the lineup and give you the fastest service you've ever had. It'll be shit and you won't get what you want, but Hey man, it'll be faster. Good for you. And then I had to write emails to some higher ups. (laughs) (laughs) I had to account for that one. I said, feel free to shop anywhere else, man. Like, go ahead. But like, if you don't like the service I'm giving this lady, you're going to hate the service I'm giving you. (laughs) Right. Now, Andrew, when, uh, you know, in your youth, when you were a stud soccer player, as we've heard, uh, I, soccer I, I, player. I, I hear you, you, you kind of gave some some bad customer service to some of your opponents. You broke three fucking guys legs over the course of your career. Wait, you played a guy with three legs? <laughs> yeah, me. <laughs> they like to think they had three legs. Uh. <laughs> Is that is that factual? Did you, did you fracture some shins? I'm guessing or some femurs. Uh, what did you do, buddy? Well, I for the record, and I I will say the game has gotten quite soft now, but uh, nothing I did ever received a red flag, even a yellow card. So they were all legal tackles in the in the day. Um, one. And this one I do feel bad about. Uh, one individual, it, it was actually a practice and this is on, this is on the coach because it was my own teammate. The, the coach set up a drill that should not have been set up. It was a tackling drill and it had been raining. It was muddy and, you know, typical like sort of high school coach you know don't be a pussy don't pull out don't don't you know like go in hard get stuck in all that sort of stuff so that's that's what she said times seven yeah wait but (laughs) soccer and tackle i'm so what do you mean by tackle is that like where you just kind of like sweep the leg and try to get the ball to go out of bound like i'm so confused on what tackling and soccer yeah so i i was the master of the slide tackle so i would uh slide in and as long as you got the ball you could go through the player do you go for the ball as long as your foot hits the ball first yeah yeah so that's how that's how it used to yeah that's how it used to be so my favorite thing was to slide in get the ball have the dude fall over 
And then as he's falling over, I stand up really fast and then he flips again. That was my, that was my absolute favorite thing to do. (laughs) Uh, But anyways, yeah, the, the one drill where it was my, my teammate, I ended up breaking both bones in his leg. Um, and I felt very, very bad about that. Uh, that was not a fun experience. The other couple times they were in a game it, and, you know, that's just part of the game at, at that time. And, uh, I don't, I don't feel bad about that. You know, they went into the tackle incorrectly. Uh, they just stuck their leg out, didn't get their body behind it, didn't get their weight behind it. And, you know, like if you're going to go in half ass, like you're going to get hurt. So, uh, you consider yourself a, a big soccer fan then too. I think your wife said you get up super early to watch some of the games that are uh, at one at like two in the morning or four in the morning. Yeah, I am. I am uh, of, of certain teams and certain. So, uh, I'm a big, uh, Liverpool football club fan. Um, I like to watch. On, are those the ones that are on steroids, right? Liverpool, <laughs> liver, liver king. Uh, it was bad. What? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Liverpool, was, liver king. I didn't know where you were going with on that. Steroids, yeah, eat it testicles. Was it was. I think I heard liver king in my head. Just testicles <laughs> are for pussies or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Real many pussy, not testicles or. Not yeah, I get I get up cancer. early, but I I don't know if that's just like also uh like I get up early for work and it, maybe it's like a dad thing where mm-hmm. that that's also the time where I can sit in complete silence and darkness and drink my coffee and just like watch something you know that and that's sense. that's what I that's what I enjoy yeah. now do you call it football or do you call it soccer I go back and forth so if I'm okay. speaking to any of my uh like British friends I will not big, not big David. He's not a friend, is he? No, we're <laughs> he's a good guy. We we haven't made it that far yet. We'll see. <laughs> uh, it's, still, it's still soccer to Big David. That's good. Yeah, but uh, you know, I did I did grow up playing here, right? Yeah, you know, I'm no, I'm American, sense. like so. Like I find it very weird if i'm talking to you know my good friends that played and and stuff to be like oh remember when we were playing football it's like come on i mean we played soccer you know that makes sense to me yeah do would you like to play a little uh fuck mary kill soccer players uh i tried to pick a handful of pretty famous soccer players and uh see what you uh have an opinion on okay you ready so we're gonna go with uh fmk pele or is that how you pronounce it? I'm assuming. Pele. Really bad. Yeah, Pele. So Pele, Lionel Messi, and Ronaldo. FMK. Okay. Right off the bat, we're killing Ronaldo. Okay. I dislike him. I have always disliked him. <laughs> uh, I'm glad we're making it, e- to, make it, that's make not it to, easy for you. Yeah, that's not to say he's not good. He is, but he's, he's such a little bitch. <laughs> he always has been. And some of that also comes from the fact that he played for Manchester United, which I dislike. Um, but uh, he's just always complaining. So let, let let's deal with the other Pele. Hmm. Pele and Messi, like 
It's like mess, it out. Me, messy or is brothers me, it out. Sorry. Messi's messy is so good. So good. Pele is like revered as one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest. So who am I marrying and who am I kind of one night standing here? Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at it too. Would, would how would Pele hold up in today's game? Would he be as competitive, or you know, or he's just was he ahead of his time? Could he hold up? Because he was more like eighties or seventies, wasn't he? Or when was he? Yeah, eighties. Um, no, your your time periods are not are, are are not off. I I still say I have to marry Pele, okay, because he did a lot a lot for the sport. Also. In, I know Messi's doing a lot for the sport in America, coming here and playing. Mm-hmm. But you know, when I'm thinking like Me- Messi's sort of the the young hot thing right now, right? So <laughs> yeah, but how would they look? The, um, how would he? How would he be looked upon in 20 years? Kind of. I don't know. Okay. I think he's. So I think he's. Yeah, good answers there. So, um, out of the soccer, so would you say? Okay, so here's another one, kind of a follow-up to this. So, f- favorite soccer player of all time and best soccer player of all time. Two separate answers, if, if it is two separate answers. Okay. I think for the best, I probably would have to just stick with Pele. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. But my favorite, and maybe this is my age or, you know, when I, when I really became aware of what's going on and, and, and watching it is, uh, Steven Gerrard from Liverpool. I think he is my favorite player of, of, of all time. Uh, so he was active from, I think early 2000s to about 2014 to 2015. Okay. I mean, don't really fact check me on that stuff. <laughs> but uh just the way he controlled games in the midfield and the goals that he scored and and everything. Uh I always enjoyed watching him play. And then for a few years he came and played on the LA Galaxy uh team that's near near us and I got a chance to see him play there and Oh that's cool. You can see yeah. that's pretty cool that your your favorite player you can actually say like, oh I saw this dude like he was probably like three years past his prime or yeah. right on, you know, but I still saw this human that I consider my favorite player of all time in person, even if it was like five hundred feet away. That's still pretty cool. A lot of people can't say that about their favorite athlete. So that is uh it's pretty that's something to kinda, you know, something you always remember for sure. So now, if you were tight on funds and you needed to uh, get some really expensive soccer tickets, do you, I hear you have a whole collection of stuff that you kind of uh, sell off every now and then when you when you need some new funds. You got some, uh, and <laughs> is, is that accurate? Yeah. So I mentioned briefly about my uh, vintage toy collection. So it is heavily focused in uh, vintage Star Wars action figures. I have a lot of them, multiple mm-hmm. version or. I have multiples of each one that was released. So I have two or close to two complete collections and then a bunch of other 
just sort of random things that are rare because my collections are primarily loose figures uh, with their weapons. That makes them more ex- worth more, a lot more. And but I do have a few that are in the package. So uh, when I decided that I wanted about 500 pounds of strength co plates, I was thinking about how am I going to get funds. That's like three grand, isn't it? So that's yeah, good way. Uh, I sold what was it like six or seven figures? Wow! And now you know, met Big Grant and got the <laughs> got my big my strength co plates. Do you have a uh, seller's remorse of any of those, or were they all duplicates that you or they, or even triplicates in your case, possibly? Yeah, they were. They some were triples, and then <laughs> okay. some some were things that were in the package that. Like since I had picked up you know, the price of this stuff has gone up so much, you know, when I was really collecting, it was early two thousands and, you know, things I got for 60 bucks are worth three or $400 now. I really got to go. check out my collection. Cause I have a lot of that shit from the re-release. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like I have a lot in my gym. Currently I have the kind of the 12 inch dolls of Luke Skywalker um, the sand guys whose name is fucking escape Tuscan Raiders, Tuscan Raiders, and Darth Vader, weapons and all in the in the package, opened but still in the package, yeah. and I still have a bunch of little like tiny figurines too. I better take a look at that shit because like they're just sitting yeah, there collecting dust. And so hey. is that the stuff that was released post ninety seven? Yes, that you're talking about. I have yeah. some of those, and I have some of the stuff from the sixties. Okay. But that shit, I don't know where it is. Yeah, so the the older stuff, there's a lot of money in the older stuff, particularly weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you could sell certain weapons, you could sell for more than if it was with the figure by itself. Wow. So it's like there, there's, there's an Ewok bow that I sold for three hundred and fifty dollars. Jeez. Just it, it's a bow. This like yeah, this you know it's but it completes um, my collection. Yeah, I'll you know, I had I had extra, and and part of the problem is that so many companies make reproduction um, weapons now. Having the real thing is what's important to a lot of these people, mm-hmm. and so if you have a real one and can prove it's real, there there's the worth. In terms of the later figures the those are starting to pick up in price yeah they used to not be worth very much at all but it, it gets to this point where people become old enough that they remember having them when they were kids their mom sold them off they don't have them now they want them mm-hmm. and so you're starting to see the you know people who had those as a kid come of age and have a little bit of discretionary income and and want them yeah so uh, those i have are. a lot of because that's when i got into star wars because i would have yeah. been like a teenager right mm. we're not going to go too much into star wars because people have said shut up about star wars and star trek on this podcast um but i mean talking about the toy worth this is probably worth it i got a quick star wars question we don't really have to explain it all that much i just want the answers um Either you can either rank them or just tell me your favorite out of like the current Disney lineup of Star Wars shows. If if you know them by heart and want to like rank them in like 90 seconds or less, or just tell us what your favorite one is and why one or the other. Mm, favorite. Uh, 
they're all starting to come together, so they're all pretty good. Uh, although, unlike you, Keith, I have not watched Andor yet. Oh, I'm me either. How do I? Kick, I how, do, how do I kick him out of the Zoom call? I, I'm watching Echo right now. I've even I've looked that, at Andor that, and been like, yeah, I don't care. I'll watch Echo. You, you know, I. <laughs> Yeah, there have been multiple times I have ch- tried to watch Andor and have not. Oh, really? and, right? And, you know, my, know. my younger brother watched the whole thing. He's like, this is the best one. Yeah, and, and I'm like, yeah. Where's the wizards? I was like, I was like this guy on a <laughs> podcast I listen to thinks that too. But <laughs> I, I, I can't Did you get... actually say that? Or was that yeah, yeah. That makes me so happy. Uh, this, that makes this, me so happy. Uh, um, all right. Take those glasses off. Has it been time? I'll see yeah, oh, so buddy, blue. it's been it's been over oh. two hours. Like, take those off. You're gonna hurt. I need yourself. to bring the real blue. I need to bring the blue. I need to get a second pair of blue blockers because this is horrendous. Blue blockers. This is, uh, this is uh, so ugly, and everyone's blue. What the fuck? Yeah. So, so to oh. answer your question, and, and I don't know if it's Wait. because it's hi. because it's uh, uh hi. <laughs> you are not uh, blurred too. If you just if you don't. Recall, oh, I know. Or, okay, cool. Yeah. I know. I helped. Uh, my laugh. Yes, it was. I, yes. I would say, and I don't know if it's because it's new, but Ahsoka really has been my favorite so I far. I didn't like, that but one. but you know, I was I I've watched the Clone Wars, I've watched Rebels, I've watched all that stuff. So it's I got like, into, yeah, I, continuing her story. I got into one of them. I think Sesney had me start watching one of them uh, a few months ago, and I think I got like three or four episodes in. Uh, oh. Of the one that the one that's the prequel, but I just I I'll get back to it. I just I loved Ahsoka. So stuff. I think Ahsoka was again. I said it very very many times that like I'll support her everything she does, and her being Ahsoka is fantastic. I still think the Mandalorian season one was the best. I still think that that it's the thing that started it all. It was the daredevil yeah. of the Star Wars. And I, I can't, I can't say anything to you know discount that opinion either. I mean, it's I, I get, I get that sort of perspective. Yep. Okay. Um, I've been told we're going on two hours, pretty close. What a wonder. <laughs> I, figured you were gonna, I figured you would want to, you know, end this segment with some wrestling talk. That is where I'm going with this. I've been told you like wrestling. Mm-hmm. I know, and earlier you mentioned you, you you jumped in with my Bray Wyatt talk, so I I think that it's time, finally, that I get to talk to somebody about wrestling on this. Uh, I'm not going to ask too much. I'm not going to go into like like kayfabe or carny talk. I'm just going to ask some <laughs> base level stuff. Okay. Uh, I have two Mount Rushmores that I want you to go through with me. Okay, let's be careful because we don't want to. Tread on my question for you, but let's, well, you, let's... we might, we might. Okay. Let's, let's right. find out. Okay, so Mount Rushmore of Attitude Era wrestlers. Attitude Era wrestlers. Druthers are allowed. Are are we just? Are we just? Since we're saying Attitude Era, are we just uh, going with WWE, or are we going no. Monday Night War type? We're going Monday era. Night War. I'm okay. I didn't want to say Monday Night War because that might have been okay. too niche. So when I say Attitude Era, I mean everybody involved with making wrestling as famous as it was at the time. Man, I I was at Royal Rumble 1999 during the I Quit match between The Rock Rock and and Mankind. Yeah. So so you're you're not 
So I'm well aware of this. Yeah, so this I'll, I'll change it from Attitude Era to Monday Night War. Monday era. Night Wars, because that makes it more difficult. That's uh, the goal here, make it hard. Yeah. So I'm going to go with... You have to go with Stone Cold. You gotta. have to go. You gotta go with Stone Cold. And I think you have to go with The Rock. Uh, just, I, just, I might disagree. Just, okay. Right. Okay. Well, no, no, it's your, it's I, your Matt Rushmore. I, I, I love, I love The Rock. Uh, Who doesn't? <laughs> but <laughs> The Rock and Stone Cold, their feuds, first for the Intercontinental Champion, then for, uh, the WWF championship. They were epic. So I want to have them both in here. Okay. I'm in. Uh, now, and, may, and maybe this is just like a, a sort of like just a pick because I just like him is Scott Hall. I just, I just nice. like him. Nice. I just, I just love, I just absolutely love the outsiders. There wouldn't have been a Monday Night War without the Outsiders. Yeah. So you don't have to justify that pick at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I love I, the explanation because that's what Druthers are for. But yeah, I just I I love Scott Hall. He's he has that mix that of humor and toughness that I really enjoy. Uh, so then I get one more. I kind of want to go for a comedy pick, but it's Mount Rushmore. <laughs> uh, who was instrumental? It could even be just who did you like watching? Because I think I, I think I would know who to throw in if it were me doing this. So, like, who did you just want to watch? Like, who did you tune in? It doesn't matter if they like it'd be fucking Scotty Too Hottie for all I care. Who is it like somebody that like you were like, no, I want to see what they're up to. All right. All You're right. I'll to do that too. You okay. Rikishi ass. Uh, <laughs> my, my pick there is Val Venus. Hell okay. yes. From Val Ven- Scarborough, no. Canada, right up the road. Val Venus me. was hilarious. His yep. gimmick, his gimmick was unbelievable. Yeah. Can't you can't do that oh, nowadays. No. And, uh, he's a really good wrestler. He just he was actually really good. Yeah, he was really good wrestler, and like to this to this day, my my best friend Greg will will uh, send like Val Venus stuff to my brother and I. And, you know, <laughs> it's just hilarious. Did he ever transition back into when WWE bought everything in like one or whatever. Did he ever actually go back? Or was he ever on WWE? I just remember yeah. him from WCW. He or was, no, he was he was always WWE. Never right? WCW. You're right. Was, yeah, I don't know he's why. WWE and right, then right. he was Val right. Venus, then he was in uh Right to Censor, so he became like less of this like porn star yeah, and like opposite, more. Yeah. And then uh he was in TNA for like two episodes or something. Yeah. Uh when Hogan came into TNA and was gonna like make TNA like re- reignite the Monday Night Wars, but something happened with like tapings or something. And uh, I think his name's Scott Morley. He like, he couldn't do it anymore. So he was there for like three episodes and then quit. Like, yeah, he yeah. ended up coming back, I think a little bit, but I don't think anything worth. Yeah, his, worth I remember his, 
he had the most like awkward intro. Like it was so like as like a 13 year old or a 12, uh, probably like 11 year old. Honestly, it was like, oh, wow, that is like they're just pretending he's a porn star. That's, yeah. that's weird. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was definitely over the top. That's yeah. It wasn't as bad as uh, the Godfather, though, coming out with his host. The whole oh, gosh. train. The whole train. <laughs> yeah, that was good. OK, so that would lead up to the next question. And uh, and this one's a bit. Um, am I coming through like. Like uh, echoey. Yeah. Okay. I think you're okay. The the Mount Rushmore of current wrestlers. So I don't know how much you've been paying attention currently because I think that there's a, there's a lot going on between AEW and TNA and ROH and like there's so many incestuous relationships in wrestling yeah. right now where these guys are jumping back and forth blah blah blah. Who are you paying attention to now? And I, I, again, I love this stuff. I wish we could talk about wrestling. I would have a whole thing. I think that they talked about wrestling for like 30 seconds on one of the episodes two weeks ago yeah, where they, they talked did. about Triple H's entrance or something like that. And then I was just like, you fucks. Like I was, I could have been on yeah. this. I was so actively Googling what people's finishing moves were because they couldn't remember the names. Of yeah. The they, oh, and I was just like marking out and I was like, I have all these answers. So. Yeah. It's fun that I, I get to talk to somebody that actually kind of might care about wrestling a little bit. So Mount Rushmore of current wrestlers. Now that doesn't have to be today. I I'll say I will open this up for you for the PG era. Okay. Yeah, I don't I I watch pay-per-view, you know, and, and now it's probably like the big pay-per-views. Yeah. Is I, I, I stopped watching when Bray died. Like I will be honest, yeah. I haven't watched a single full episode of wrestling. Since he went away, yeah. but I watch the highlight reels and I watch, I'm going to watch Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble's the best. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's where you get all the swerves and all the surprises. But like, is there anybody you care about right now? Um, I like, I like Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. I do like Cody Rhodes. I, I think that he, you know, I've been watching him since he was, what was it? He was like that Stardust type character. Mm-hmm. Um, the mustache, so see, the mustache before that. He was the yeah, nerd, and, and, the intellectual before that. Yeah, and he came out. There was a time when he would come out and like he had like give like people bags, or he would have a bag on his head or something. Like he didn't want people to see him. Uh, so he, I, I, I like Cody Rhodes. I'm trying to think of who else really. Captures my attention. Uh, I like what they're doing with. Damn, I can't remember his name, but like Ray Mysterio's son right now. Uh, where he he talks about how he how he uh Dominic Dominic Mysterio Dominic yeah Dominic how he spent uh time in jail or something you know is, there is he the same stature as his dad like just like no he's much bigger he, he okay. he's bigger yeah he's bigger if there is a villain better a heel better than dominic mysterio right now it's mjf okay and nobody else like that dude like kids spit on him dominic mysterio he's so hated yeah and he's so good at it it's almost uncanny it's you'd have to try harder right i think the last great villain was triple h Roddy Piper 
and Dominic fucking Mysterio. <laughs> He's so good at being hated. So I'm yeah. up there. With, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, I, I like Bailey, but she hasn't done she all doing? that much lately. Yeah, she's. You know, I, I I liked her maybe five or six years ago when she was having those those feuds in NXT. Um, I don't know. I think that's all right. That's cool. Yeah. I, I, Sometimes these are a hit, sometimes these are a miss. I don't know how much you know what you know or how much you're paying attention. Yeah. So it was awesome to talk to anybody about wrestling. Some home gym equipment where I tune out a bit. Now it's yeah. time to talk about wrestling. I, did, I randomly caught a Sean Mike. It just popped up on YouTube. There was like, a, do you want to watch a, an hour and a half documentary on Sean Michaels? And I was like, yeah, sure. Fucking right, I, I do. Watched, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I watched the whole fucking thing. And I was like, oh, I remember, I remember a lot of this. And then like, I didn't know about his drug addiction and shit. And like, you know, yep. going, going away for five years and then coming back and having like a great match. And I guess I didn't realize when he did kind of come back, he literally lost like at least every match they showed, he lost like every match in the last like yeah. five years that he was there, but he put like great performances on and just kind of helped put people over. So that was, it's, cool. it's cause you when he, it's cause when he was big, he was an asshole. Yeah. And he had to atone. He had to pay those receipts to get back into the business for people to want to work with him again. He was, uh, when he was at the top of his game and I'm going to talk about heartbreak kid right about the X era. He was one of the most hated people in the locker rooms. But at the time, because he was one of the biggest names in the locker rooms, you didn't have guys that could kick him out. Like you currently have guys uh, like, yeah, you, you currently have guys like Roman Reigns. You have guys like The Undertaker. You've always had these what we call locker room generals, locker room big dogs, where if somebody's acting up, you could fucking boot them. Mm-hmm. Right. But because... Shawn Michaels was so protected, nobody could boot him. Right. And then that was, that was a big problem. So when he did go away and then came back, he didn't come into a locker room of people like, yeah, we love you. Come back. He came back into a locker room of people like, don't do what you did before. Like you made us all not comfortable. And, and because wrestling is such a tight knit community that that kind of thing happens. Uh, yeah, it was crazy when they said like him and Triple H didn't like, and he couldn't remember if it had been like a year or two years they didn't talk to fucking Triple H. I was like, that's so, like, I don't know. I guess I've never fucking wild. Like, never right? been, you know, I've never uh, had a drug addiction problem. So I guess it, you know, I can't really. You don't really when people are remembering shit that happened when they were dealing with drug addiction i guess it is it does make more sense of how they just like shit just gets blurred and like when they're recounting stuff and it's just all like how do you not remember remember like slightly more specific you're just giving like vague memories you don't have actually specifics it's like oh because you were in a drunken fucking yeah you know pill induced you know stupor for fucking 20 years and in an industry where your entire job is to beat up your body consistently for hours and hours and hours so moving on from wrestling for now, because I got the feeling it's going to come up again later. Mm-hmm. We have another fucking brand new affiliate. We do. Um, so, you know, we try not. To, I'll talk about this one pretty in depth for the first time. And then from there, you know, we'll see. We, I obviously don't want to, you know, come in your guys ears too hard about all these affiliates. Uh, just we, we get, like we get a lot like it's it's kind of getting. I got solicited for two separate ones today and I wasn't going yeah. to turn them down. But I, I said to Morgan to today, I was like every day. This is fucking out of hand that how many yeah. people want to like jump in and join us. But at the same time, I think it's a reflection of 
what we're doing, how we're doing, and the people that stand behind what we're doing. So um, tell them, because I have no clue who this is. Never heard of them. Don't know who they are. Go. But at, but at the end of the day, though, Massonomics is the only paying sponsor. So make sure you give them all the kudos. And but uh, if you give it, if you get the opportunity to use any of our affiliates, they are all code unpaid and save you anywhere between five and ten percent off. We will appreciate that. So my good friend Ashton at Freedom Fitness Equipment reached out to me and uh, you know wanted to see if we wanted to set up a, a an affiliate link and was like, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. So. He is a gym equipment distributor out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, he does a lot of commercial stuff uh, as far as like he'll, uh, you know, re- resell and refurbish a lot of like commercial cardio equipment and then has a bunch of, you know, new stock equipment that he sells. Uh, so, I mean, he does do uh, free pickup if you're in Charlotte, North Carolina, but he also ships stuff nationwide. So basically uh, his little spiel he wanted me to read here for you guys is, okay, tired of paying stupid prices for gym equipment you're going to use and abuse anyway. You need to get hella swole without selling a second kidney? I got good news. Look no farther than Freedom Fitness Equipment, the best place to find steals on new and used fitness equipment. Give your gym a facelift and stay big with code UNPAID. And that's freedomfitnessequipment.com. Save seven five uh, 5%, it looks like. I mean, that's pretty dope. Right? That's our first equipment yeah. affiliate. So yeah, stoked. I'm in. Use it up if you're gonna. I, I and, spent some uh, time on the website today, and I... I didn't really get anything, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. He, and I, he's uh, a cool I, guy. I mean, he's I, I I've seen him on other podcasts with yeah, Keith. He's, he's very big in the industry. Like he he gives back yeah. as far as like he's always trying. He's always on. He's got his own. You know, he puts out a lot of his own content, but he's also helps out with a lot of the other guys. Um, like he'll he you know I've done a couple different. I think at least one or two different podcasts with him on like round tables with the garage gym experiment. So. I've already had a rapport with him. I met him at Home Gym Con. Uh, Home Gym Con, save uh, 10% on uh, Code Unpaid. Come hang out with me and Ashton. And I want to say uh, the current Home Gym Con crew count that I know of is going to be me, Joey, not 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 our Joey, another Joey um, in the Home Gym community, uh, Joey E. I, I can't ever pronounce his last name. Um, Carp, probably. I think Carp's coming. Um, cool. he's working on it and hurt locker is technically crew not super active but he is a supporting member that's dope. and then uh big chris from belt fed who is a uh who's who's a new crew um if anyone's not familiar with him he's basically like if, 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 if you're going to buy a belt for powerlifting i always tell people to go to pioneer if you don't want pioneer go to go to chris at belt fed but they belt fed is like <laughs> belt fed is like no 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 i'm saying like those are the only two belts that i would recommend i wouldn't i don't tell people to go buy a fucking enzer belt and don't go buy an, an ipf belt or a uh an sbd belt unless you need to compete in ipf so like i like pioneers because it's all i've ever worn but you know right i met chris and his wife at home gym called really fucking dope people and he just recently joined crew as of like this week i think so uh, possibly a future guest if he uh, sticks around and you know wants to be on wants to be on the podcast. But uh, sorry to harken back. Uh, freedom, freedom, fitness equipment. Uh, go unpaid. <laughs> I, I'll I'll add, I'll add to uh, Big Carp had a a giveaway for Belt Fed um, mm-hmm. some handles. I won that. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it was pretty sweet and um. Uh, Chris uh, hounded me for my unboxing video, so I <laughs> had to put it out there. Uh, I like them. I still owe Big Carp some video of me using the handles. Uh, got sick just after I got them, but they're 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 super cool. Yeah, 
I, I like Bill Fitz, right? So I think it's about time. I think yeah. we've had enough affiliate ads. Yeah, I'm good for the week. <laughs> to jump. <laughs> I'm jumping. Sorry, too. Kim. We'll, we'll get to you next week. Uh, Barber Rescue, uh, code unpaid. That's it for this week. Oh, yeah. I got mine. Oh, I love it. I love it so oh, much. Oh, okay. It well, takes, yeah, we have to talk about it then. Give me, it takes give me some getting used to. Do you have one, Andrew? Do I don't. I, that 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 is something I actually, I, I really want one. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things yeah. that just like, it's it's like, but I don't need one of those. And then I get one and I'm like, how did I ever survive without this? For real. Yeah, for real. And I, I, now that I have multiple barbells because I'm a nightmare of a human and, um, you know, taking a bad advice from Keith. Yeah, and, yeah. but like, many barbells. it's, it is perfect. It's a circular brush that you just over your, and it's clean. And, um, you know, it's, it's a weird, I didn't have one before. It's just one of those, like, it's almost like a drink spotter. It's a bit mm-hmm. like a drink spotter where you look at it and you go, I don't need one of those. Then you get one and you go, how did I never have one of these? So barbell rescue is it, it's up there with the, the weird niche stuff for home gym owners, even commercial gym owners. Cause I've seen them at some of my meets that mm-hmm. you should definitely get your hands on one of those. And if you want to save five bucks, use code unpaid. That'll pay for half your shipping to be honest with you. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm pretty content. I think we're we're definitely over the two hour mark now, so that is the perfect time to get into a little unpaid or underrated. Big Andrew Garrison, you are familiar with this game, I hope, but do you want to explain it to the listeners of how you play unpaid or underrated? I have my druthers. I can't ride two asses with one horse or whatever. <laughs> as you uh, <laughs> I'll never get that right. And now I'm not going to learn just for the spite of yeah, fuck you guys. Yeah, I'm no, no, right. no line riding. All right. Unpaid, uh, unpaid here is, it is technically overrated because no one wants to be unpaid. So <laughs> it sounds like you've listened to an episode or two. Cause that's uh you're paraphrasing big Keith a little bit there. Oh like yeah. I've, I've listened to every episode. I love it. I love it. Now, did you, um, when you did listen have you been like you listen to every episode from the very beginning and listen when they come out or you kind of like got behind a little bit and then had to binge a couple because you knew you were going to be a guest or no every Tuesday. Uh, love it. I love it. Yeah. So when you guys were talking about, you know, starting the the podcast in in discord. I, you know, I really wanted to throw my hat in there and be like, oh, yeah, I want to be, you know, I can help and be part of it. But I just I don't have the time and that yeah. that's why that's <laughs> that's that's, <laughs> that's why every every chance I get I I try to um make it known like how how much I appreciate the amount of time you guys put into this cuz I know it's a lot. Well, you know what will really help is if you go ahead and order a barbell rescue brush and use code unpaid. <laughs> there you go. Okay. I'll, ta- I'll ta- so, talk to my wife about it and see if I can. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> yeah. All right. So unpaid or underrated for Big Andrew, my number one question will be labor unions. What do you think about labor unions? Ooh. <laughs> is wor- working in a grocery store that had gone on strike a time or two, uh, you're kind of familiar with this situation, I guess. Yeah, political realm. Yeah, it's kind of political. <laughs> okay, so yeah, well, uh, then that's true. I didn't. I honestly didn't think about that. So don't give me. I don't. I don't want your druthers. Then just give me unpaid or underrated, unless you can keep it a non-political. That's a good call. We love whatever works for you. <laughs> yeah, I 
I, I will say the Southern California United Food Commercial Workers Union. Holy fuck. What's that acronym? <laughs> yeah, it's UF. It's UF. I think it's like UF UFC. Itself. UFCW or something like <laughs> it, like it, it looks like a wrestling fed. Is this like, a wrestling? <laughs> it it kind of sounds like the Weird yeah. Al movie. <laughs> UHF. U- U- uh, uh, Keith's not a fan of, of that, so no, we well, <laughs> um, he has his faults. But, so I will say speci- specifically the grocery store union here is is uh, unpaid because. Yeah, we were on we were on strike for six months, and like I don't want to get into all the political stuff about it. And people have their issues with unions, and I don't necessarily think unions are bad. But the one I was in, I would say, is unpaid because I don't think that they tried very hard to find a good solution in a timely manner for us when people their houses and stuff. I was in college. It was a different time for me, but there were people that this was their career and they needed to get back. Oh, it makes sense. And, and, and good catch on, we don't want to get too political because I am the biggest don't fucking talk about politics guy on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I don't register. It's funny that I didn't register that that was like a political kind of thing. I, I yeah. just didn't piece it together. So, uh, number two for me, I'm going to go with one of the ones, uh, Okay. Um, if you don't know what this one is or aren't familiar with it, I'll go to my second one, which is of the similar vein. So unpaid or underrated, the TV show Welcome to Wrexham. I have not watched it. Okay, so then how about the Wrexham Football Club? Uh, I'm going to say it's unpaid, and I'll tell you why. With Because, yeah, they're this lower division team they're non-league and uh that's cool you know if it's your local club so people of Wrexham it's probably underrated because you you know you have all the stuff but just because you have some uh money behind it you know now you have all of these people in America they're like yeah Wrexham you know whatever that are all into it just like it's unpaid. Like they're not supporter. They weren't supporters of this team before. They're just supporters now because it's a popular thing. And I think that's the definition of unpaid. (laughs) That makes sense. I, for the clarity, like I really like the show. My my wife got into it. She's, she literally likes Ryan Reynolds and uh, the other dude, like Rob McAnally. I love Mac. Yeah. Yeah. He he's one of the funniest guys, I I, yeah. I think there is. But I think I think the show is great. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really I could take or leave the soccer club, but yeah. the the show itself, their banter back and forth, and how they they've uh, they keep fucking with each other on their birthdays. They give them this most outlandish gift that's just super embarrassing and like kind of detrimental to them, kind of thing. Like to the other person, it's just really funny. So I like guess this one. is going to show my ignorance. What what do you watch it on? Like I don't even know what service. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't it's, watched it either. I think I have it on Crave sure, up here. I'm pretty sure it's Hulu. Like yeah, Crave and Hulu sure makes it's, sense. Yeah. It, it, no, it's what's it's it's an FX. I think it's an FXX show. But oh, I, I have it. We have we have we have. I, I can log in through my buddy's Spectrum on FX, and then we have Hulu. So whichever one it hits first. 
uh, um, but very enjoyable. Uh, I really like it. I think it's it's I think, I, I think it's great. Um, I probably I probably would like the show. <laughs> yeah, I I think well yeah yeah that and that's why if yeah regardless of your opinions of the Rex and the club, I think you'd like the show because anything I would assume like anything soccer you probably consume and kind of enjoy. So that'll go into my next one and my last one. Uh, I'm gonna go with unpaid or underrated. You know four? Yeah, Hit I me guess. up. No, the one, I, the other one I crossed out when you were in the bathroom was something we talked about earlier. Oh, I went to the bathroom, everybody. Yep, yep. Joey went and took a. This is fucking piece. fourth time this <laughs> podcast. I have um, the bladder of a pregnant elderly woman. Like, <laughs> no, I've only, I've only had three. This is the, the, the bagging meat with non-meat products. We, we already covered, so I just, I crossed it out already. So, uh, for my, my last one here, uh, Ted Lasso. Hell I yeah. hope you've at least seen this one. If you haven't seen this one, I'm. I, it's like, what the fuck? Come on. That that's yeah. tough because I wasn't too much of a fan of the last season. Uh, well, the last well, season was hurried. It was. It was. Yeah. It was not a yeah. great season. Yeah, honest. and but I'm gonna I'm gonna take the whole th- the thing as a whole. Yeah, the first season was a fucking ten. Yep. But then again, it's not whether I like or dislike something. <laughs> you know, because I, I I do feel that there's a lot of people that just like it because it's popular well it's your perspective of it compared to their perspective of it yeah i think i think it's under i really do and i agree uh, agree some of this also comes from like he he did that i think he did that on snl like way back when like it was an american it was it was an american coach comes to England like it was it was either a skit there or something like it it was done like a like years ago and then to see it and I think he shopped it around as a show and nobody really picked it up until Apple did and then to see it come to fruition um it's like it I, I it was a really good show it was and I don't care. It it's underrated. Absolutely. I think I think most people that watch it agree with that. So cool beans. Uh hand the baton to my co-host. I think Ted Lasso was one of the the first shows in a long time to make me fucking cry watching it. And it was when particularly his wife showed up hmm. and he kind of came to terms with the divorce. Right there in front of all of us. I fucking teared up. I'm not afraid to admit it. You know, Macho Man says, Macho Man will cry today, tomorrow, and a thousand more times. But the thing is, you got to keep up and keep going on. And and honestly, that's what that episode was. It was it was pretty incredible. Um, so, yeah, a huge fan of, huge fan of Ted Lasso. So I'm going to ask some completely unrelated shit. <laughs> I added these two and then there's one on here that I don't know why it's on here so I'm assuming Keith added it. Um you added that one, right? The top one? Yeah. Yeah, no, that was that that's relevant for something Yo, that someone right. told me. Should I save it to last? Pra, it'll be a it should be funny, I guess. All right. I think it's unpaid or un- unpaid or underrated lifting in jeans. Depends on the genes, but I'm going to just go overall underrated. 
You don't want those rascal jeans. Yeah. Oh, no, not the rascal jeans. <laughs> yeah. that's what, you I know. That, that's what the whole, that's what the whole, that, that was the point of that, of that post was, I got those, I got those jeans at, well, maybe, you know, at Costco, I got those jeans. They are the urban star jeans at Costco. They're like, they're $12. it's like i i'm not gonna spend forty dollars or anything above that on on pants i'm cheap they're not well i'll make an exception for lift shorts okay but uh (laughs) but when it comes like i've i've always been bigger and my jeans have always kind of split in the crotch Mm -hmm. so why am i gonna spend 60 bucks on pants that are only gonna last me for a few months so uh, those kind of spandexy jeans that that I got at Costco—they're twelve dollars, and I bought them through Costco.com. And when you add a certain number of garments, you get a certain amount off. So I ended up getting something like ten pairs of pants for like nine or ten bucks or something, <laughs> and I can squat in them. Yeah, you know? it's like. Cool. You know, so rascals out here selling their pants for sixty, seventy dollars, or whatever the hell they are. It's like this is probably the same shit, just rebranded. Like I don't know, you know. I have the the most expensive pair of pants I own. I don't think I've ever talked about this in the podcast. I bought at the Arnold um, mm. because I have to wear dress pants at work. So I bought some bodybuilder dress pants, and I'm not going to oh, get yeah. into how I saw those there. Yeah. Like yeah, they, with like suits and shit, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I will fucking tell you, those accentuate every muscle you got. <laughs> but they are not cheap. I'll never buy another pair again. Not going to name the company because, like, actually, I've already I've already started tearing the seams, um, which is interesting because the waist doesn't fit, but my quads are blasting through them. So, like, what bodybuilder is this built for? <laughs> right even the waist doesn't fit but the quads don't like um so but yeah yeah it gets out there these these clothing companies unless they're putting lift symbols on them they're overcharging you okay uh, i'm gonna go with the next one hey you like rocks do you like lifting rocks unpaid or underrated because i heard you got a whole gym full of boxes of rocks i have tons of rocks yeah i bet (laughs) i i Again, so fucking exciting for me. Yeah. Well, uh, I think you know underrated. Uh, <laughs> underrated, definitely. I I love natural natural stone lifting. I think that was like one of the first interactions that Joey, you and you and I had was. Yep. I you tagged, you tagged me yeah. in a post, yeah. and you said. I think you just started, it was, it had to be episode one to three. And you were, you said something like, well, it, it was like, um, the first time I felt like an influencer, I guess, but you said something like, he's right. Why don't I? And you just went and lifted some rocks like in your backyard or something. Right. So, so I lifted one and Joey, you may not remember you commented, uh, rocks. Rocks, on just it. yeah, rocks. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. So the next time I left it, I was like, "Joey needs to see this." And then it was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I think it was the first or second episode." You, you had, you know, it was like in between there, you had started talking about like, 
man, you know, like I, I see rocks on the side of the road and I want to go lift them and still to this day yeah. stuff. And it's like, yeah. And you know, my, uh, my mother-in-law there, they bought a house down here and I was looking through their yard. I was like, you got a really cool rock. In here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is it okay if I take that? <laughs> And she was like, yeah, why is it special? I was like, well, it's about 130 pounds and I want it. <laughs> yep. It's, it's such a weird, uh, yeah, it's such a weird concept that like, you just, you just, you, I want to lift that as a rock. It, it looks really heavy. Can I, can I just lift that? And everybody around you is like, what's wrong with you? Well, but like, I just, just want to lift it. I just want to see how heavy it is. Can I lift it? Yeah, like even even this week, I you know, I don't get to be in the field all that much anymore. I write a lot of reports, but I've been in the field this week, and uh, there's been a lot of big rocks. So, you know, a lot of it's like construction workers are doing stuff and looking for things. Uh, I started moving some of these big rocks out of the way, and one of the the excavator operators like you're strong. And I was like, thank you, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, but it was in my way though. So it just, I just had to move it. Yeah, You don't have a tractor for that. No, you took too long. So I did it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, he's got, he's got this excavator and I'm like, you know what? Instead of using the bucket to scoop this up, I'm going to lift it and throw it into there. Yeah. Yeah, I've got goals to hit. I'm going to do this myself. And, and that, yeah. it's funny because, uh, like, my dad built this entire garden in our front yard before I ever even moved up here. And he's got, it's just full of these rocks. And I finally just spotted the one the one day. And I was just like, I want that rock. And even he was like, that's like a granite rock. Like, that's not like a normal rock. That rock is heavier and denser than it looks. And I was like, good. That's the one I want. And he goes, you know, when I got that, we had to have two people help me up into the pickup truck. And I was like, yeah, that's the one I want. And I carried it to the backyard and like laid down and cried. It was so fucking heavy. And I was like, yeah, I chose the right one. This is the guy. This is the guy. So I'm glad that one actually panned out. Oh, yeah, definitely. Does he like lifting rocks? I don't know. He has has a garage full of rocks. And then... then, um... (laughs) before before we knew that big hot was behind uh the orange glaze he had that post about crew lifting rocks and i was like i'm surely gonna be in this one because i lifted rocks and i didn't show up i was like oh i mean i didn't know it was big hot that was behind it i thought it was somebody else that's a whole other story how um everyone was wrong on that one yeah it's another thing about like how scared i made myself that i had convinced myself it was this other person that i had (laughs) Uh, I had messaged, uh, the orange glaze and said, I am sure you were this person. It was, it was like, no, you're wrong, but keep trying or something. I was like, damn it. I was, I was, nice. And I was somewhat relieved because I didn't really want to know. But anyways, there, there was that, that post. I was like, damn it. I was, I was like, all right, that's it. I'm going out in my garage. I'm lifting this rock right now and the rock is the one i took from my mother-in-law's garden and i was like i was inspired by orange glaze's post and like lifted the rock and um what's an orange glaze son <laughs> yeah. 
and uh you know big hot like graced me with uh a video of my own <laughs> lifting that rock which was not my intention i was just like man i wanted to be in with the other crew lifting rocks <laughs> okay uh this is the last one i don't know why it's on here i assume it's relevant let's hope that this goes somewhere unpaid or underrated pam beasley pam beasley I bet my little brother put that on there because Pam Beasley. So she's from the American office. I don't know. Keith mm-hmm. probably doesn't know who she is. No, I absolutely know who it is. Oh, okay. Oh, it's um, me. It's me. I don't watch the office. Okay. So she's from the American office. Uh, she is the worst. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody. She was the one where it's like, you know, Jim was after her and she was dating Roy from the warehouse and you really wanted her and Jim to get together. And then, uh, they, they did, but then Pam had this issue. She went to art school and then, uh, you know, was a failure at that. Couldn't finish that just like she failed at her relationship with Roy in the warehouse. Um, (laughs) and, uh, you know, so she comes back and then, you know, Jim wants to go off and like, you know, make a better life for his family, her and everybody, you know, by starting this new, being part of this new company. And, uh, she's giving him shit all the time about it. She's just the worst. She, she's the villain of the office. I can see Um, that. Actually, I can see that. Yeah. From what I have watched. Yeah. So you, you start out thinking Michael Scott is, the bad guy yeah, he's just stupid he's just stupid he, he's he's that like kind of lovable stupid um pam beasley is unpaid she is the worst and everybody would probably have been better off in the office if she... wow. and the fact and the fact so that this. and the fact that her for some <laughs> reason and this is this is the other thing that really grinds the knurling off my texas power bar uh they switch her mom for some reason in the seasons. It's like one season, it's one lady is her mom. And then the next season, if there's a different lady, that's her mom. It's like, come on, like continuity folks. Yeah. That always like, bugged me. Did you enjoy when uh, Michael banged her mom though? Cause he, cause like, and she was so devastated and pissed off by it. Did you get a little like redemption of like, ha ha fuck you. You got it. What was coming to you kind of thing or that, that was pretty funny, <laughs> but, I but I, yeah, but I did dislike that it was a different mom than the first time they showed her. <laughs> Ultimately, this this show sounds like it sucks. So <laughs> I, I I love I love the show. I I I, I think it's hilarious. I mean, my my wife and I uh, we used to play this game like uh, Office Roulette, where we would um, we wanted to watch Office. We didn't care what episode, and we just close our eyes and scroll one way scroll the other way scroll and click okay and then whatever episode showed up we would watch and we would just really enjoy yeah yeah i feel like you can you can do that more with office than a lot of other comedies too like i don't think the the office now, do that with letter kenny you'll have yeah. way more success it's true that letter kenny has like almost no continuity <laughs> like Correct. um Right. Well, that brings it to an end. I think you got, uh, you know, you passed. That is, as Joey likes to say, you did pass. A couple, couple cool beans, and we'll hand it over to you. You got anything for us, buddy? 
Yeah, so I, I think Joey knows where I'm going, so I'm going to start with you, Keith. I, I have a question for each of you, which I think will garner some sort of discussion, and then maybe something that's a little bit serious, Goose, that may just end up being a comment. I don't know. Uh, so for you, Keith. What you got? Um, so uh, in your putting together your vintage weight collection. When you were doing this, you know, I'm, I'm thinking back to some of the stories I hear from like, uh, big Rob on his vintage weights, um, podcast. I, you know, some of the older episodes of massonomics where Tanner and, uh, Tyler actually would go pick up. With- Do you have any like, interesting stories about like houses you went into mm-hmm. to collect these weights or, or just an experience of like buying. So I've, been, I've been all over the Northeast buying shit, man. It's been great. Uh, I've got a, I put a lot of time behind steering wheels to go get stuff. Uh, I met a dude, like I was working in Albany. So I was like, I live in Rochester. I was working like three hours. Like I was staying in a hotel for my company, like three hours away from here. And then from there, I was able to meet up with someone that was another like two and a half, three hours away, I think. Like, and it was either Connecticut or Rhode Island. I don't remember which one. And I just met him at like, we, I think he even drove like an hour to meet me too, because it was like I had such a long drive. And it was like the dead of winter. And we're just shooting the shit about vintage weights, like in like a 20 degree parking lot for like a half hour, just freezing our asses off. But like, it was like you found that kindred spirit. Now, that was one of the first times I actually bought something off another collector, kind of, and wasn't just like a, 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 as people call it, like, you know, I didn't find it in the wild. Like, I paid a, I paid a, I mean, it was going rate, but it was like a premium. So, um, it wasn't like all the times where I like would get shit at like 20 cents a pound and be like, oh, well, that's definitely worth like 10 times that or whatever. But, uh, just, being able to actually talk to another human in person, this would have been like 2016 or maybe something like that. So it was like, you know, a long time ago before like all it was pre any of the Facebook groups and like all there was was like the bodybuilding forum, which was just like, like you had to fucking jump through hoops to even like be able to get, create an account to be able to talk to other people. So like I had like minimal to no communication with other collectors at the time so being one of the first dudes actually just talked to for like a half hour about like gym equipment like about specifically i bought uh i think i i bought two or three pairs of round heads that were like you know the the bigger ones it was like ones i needed um i might have even had to buy like more i i think i had to buy like four i might have even had to buy multiple pairs but i i only needed like half of them the other ones were duplicates that i did turn around and sell uh but just talking to him. And I think he told me he had like four or five pairs of deep dish at the time. And I think at the time I was like, Oh, I didn't have any deep dish. And then I, you know, now I'm up to five pairs myself, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, as far as, um, like the best deals I've ever got, like I've, I've paid fucking like 50 cents a pound for deep dish plates before that go for a thousand dollars a pair. Like, like that's pretty fucking cool. Um, but a lot of those didn't really have good stories because they were just, were just buying off people that didn't really know what they had. Um, Every now and then, uh, I did, um, I bought my, a lot of my milled plates. I bought off this old dude locally, like super old. And I ended up like saving his number and I would like call him like once a year 
Actually, I think I had his nephew's number because he was like so old that he wouldn't like text or anything. So I think he gave me his nephew's number. So I would text him once a year over the course of like five years to be like, it is so-and-so ready to let go of any more stuff? Because he was just downsizing his gym as he got older. Uh, it was really sad because like, the guy was like a he was like a widower and he would always talk about his fucking deceased wife when I went to go buy stuff from him. So that always kind of like made me sad as shit. But he had a sick home gym um, and he like had his buddies over. And actually, this is actually a really good point. What – um. You, anyone that follows my gym or, you know, follows me for you, you, I, I'm always, uh, getting, taking pictures with my friends, uh, either in the gym or at meets and stuff like that. And I put them in magnetic, uh, photo frames and put them all over my ductwork and all over my, uh, my, 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 uh, I beam. So I've got literally like 300 pictures, like in magnetic photo sleeves all over my gym. I got that idea from, well, I got that inspiration from this old dude's gym to like plaster my gym with pictures of my lifting events. Cause he had an entire pegboard, like floor to ceiling full of like powerlifting meets from like 30 years. So that, and that was a, that, that specific thing, like that always stuck with me. I'm like, all right, I'm going to just plaster my walls and anything I can with like pictures of me and my friends lifting. So, and I've got like years of memories of doing that now. So. But yeah, I've been I've been flipping weight for years. Uh, it's definitely had some odd experiences buying stuff in like very seedy parts of town and just kind of <laughs> be going like, oh man, I don't. I'm not a guy that owns a gun, but I probably should have one in this situation, kind of thing. Yeah, I was uh, I was wondering if you've met any like really strange folk. In your, there's in been your, some few, yeah. um, and and I like I I don't know if it was just my like I didn't really care, but I was never one to be like, if I was selling something because I've sold a lot too. Uh, and everyone's always like, Oh, where do you want to meet up? And I'm like, I'm selling something man. I'm not delivering it. Cause I would be like, if you want me to, to drive somewhere, that's like an extra like 40 bucks. Like if I have to leave my house to sell you something that's like not worth, like I know, like if you want, I can fucking give you my address and put it on the porch. You can Venmo me or leave the money in the mailbox. If you, you're afraid I'm going to fucking hurt you or something like it's a contact free pickup. But like there are, uh, yeah, I never really had the issue with like saying, hey, this is where I live. Um, one thing that I found was funny. It was not necessarily vintage weights, but I would uh, I sold so much stuff one summer to like the same guy that he he must have been building his gym up pretty good. And I think I sold him two different like I sold him a couple different things over the course of that summer. And he randomly showed up to my house when I was like out in my driveway doing something because he because he uh, when he got the address he he ended up he was he was trying to buy something from someone like blocks away and he was just in the neighborhood and was like oh I, this must this must be from that guy i'm just going to go to his house and i was so confused when he showed up asking me to buy something and i'm like i don't i, I might have actually even been meeting someone else to sell something like the exact same time and that's what even made it funnier cuz like there were two people trying to show up and i'm like i i know i didn't talk to you today why are you here and he was like oh no you you were supposed to buy dumbbells i was like i don't have any dumbbells for sale man and he was like, "Oh shit!" And I need to like look at this phone. He's like, "Oh yeah, it's like a, it's like a mile away or something." Uh, I must have just automatically drove here because I thought it was close. So. But yeah, that's uh, I do have a lot of home gym stories or a lot of uh, buying gym equipment stories, but nothing really, nothing other than what I've already mentioned really jumps out at the time. No. All right. So then, uh, Big Joey, this is my question. I I wasn't going to go with the Mount Rushmore just because. It seems like the sisters have stolen that. They did, didn't they? Yeah. And he acknowledged yeah. it on the podcast. Yeah. So, so <laughs> if you notice, there's a trend here. First uh, they, oh, I've noticed. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> they're, they're going to talk about wrestling next I, week for a long time. You know what? It was, I think it was Crew Falls. So there was one where I made a joke earlier that I said something and they did it on the podcast. 
And then it was Crew Falls. And they were like, oh, yeah, this is just now Crew Falls as canon. And I was like, hey, right here. That yeah. was me. But that's okay, man. Ask what, ask what you're going to ask. Yeah. Let, let yeah. them be damned. So, but, but I think this is better. Okay. Uh, so oh, yeah, it's, it's it's unpaid and underrated. It's got to be better. You <laughs> you can you can you can choose these individuals from any time period in any era. Oh geez, but Do but I, I have to write you, things down. No, okay. I, I want you to build a stable of wrestlers. You have four. You Ooh. can choose four wrestlers, and you get one manager. Ooh. So I want I, I want to hear this. I want to hear the stable. I want to hear uh, kind of why you're choosing that person. Cause obviously some people might not work together Yeah, and yeah, I want to hear your thoughts. Jesus. Wow. It's not often somebody stumps me. <laughs> I can go from any era in their prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we're obviously going to go Bray Wyatt. Um, but we're going to go Bray Wyatt um, cult leader phase. Um, and he's going to be the leader of the stable. We're going to go gold dust. Nice. We're going to go gold dust in the attitude era where he was so extravagant. He made people uncomfortable. We're going to go Raven. Raven's flock Raven. So Scott Levy is included in this. And the reason we're doing this is either all, all weird dudes, weird cult leader, kind of weird dudes. We're going to go whale and mercy from back in the eighties. So whale and mercy is going to come in there. He's going to be the muscle. He was a six foot tall, just, Serial killer dude. He's going to be the muscle of this stable. So that's my four. And the reason we're picking these four is we've got the brains, Bray Wyatt cult leader. We got the weird dude that every cult has, which is the gold dust. We've got, we've got everybody we need. Manager. Fuck me. Who's the best manager of all time? Taz. Taz. Taz has this thing about him where he was the. He, he's, Taz is the greatest, in my opinion, the greatest to do what he does. He was Samoa Joe before Samoa Joe was Samoa Joe. He was Solo Sokoa before Solo Sokoa. He was Roman Reigns before that. He was the ultimate, like, my only job is to beat the shit out of you. Yeah, and I I still maintain that Taz is when when Taz came to WWF, you can watch that intro again and again on YouTube, and it will still give you goosebumps. Absolutely, when that heart starts beeping, yep, and the music starts, that will. I I I almost thought, and not that I think he's a great manager at all. But just with the the like the, the weirdness stuff that you're going with, like maybe the jackal would would have would have fit in. But the jackal, um, yeah, yeah, he yeah. The, he was he I was that him. guy that was like, we're gonna have intellectual intercourse and all this stuff. He he and he was with the oddities for a while, so yeah. he's kind of like in that weird. But so, he wasn't all that great. 
No, but he's actually in AEW right now. He he's Cyrus, they call him. He was also actually in ECW, the um the guy that represented the the network back yeah. when they were trying to get kicked off of TNT. Um well, whatever TNT was at the spike, I think they were called at yeah, the time. Spike. Yeah, I don't think Taz would necessarily be the best manager. I just I don't I don't really dig managers. I don't think if you have a good frontman, you don't need a manager. Yeah, and that's what it sort of seemed like with Bray Wyatt, you may not need such yeah, thing. But 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 also Bray Wyatt had the tendency to ramble and rabbit, just talk too much. You know, keep in mind, um, I tried to say it earlier, like he 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 played the long game, so he might have been yapping too much. But if you ever watch. If you go back and check him out, he he did this thing where he said um, in every interview I have done for the last 12 weeks or 12 years or whatever, I there's a non sequitur phrase. And what he did is he actually wrote a poem. So he would go in there and talk about his opponent, and then he would have a phrase that didn't matter to the opponent, and he wrote an entire poem over those entire T. The, the, the Fiend was actually born nine years ago. So like, like I said, that guy was, that guy was fucking long-term doing this yeah. job. Uh, so I don't think like necessarily I need, like maybe Bobby Heenan. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, Bobby I, the I, Brain Heenan. Um, yeah, yeah, like definitely if I was putting a stable together, I'd be putting weird people together because I think that there's a, a mental aspect to wrestling as well. You know, I, I'd probably even put uh fuck. What's his face now? He's Darby Allen. I'd put him in there for sure. Right. Like if I had to build like an NWO stable now where I just have limited access to people making the business different. You know, Darby Allen would be in there. Orange Cassidy would be in there. Um, God, what's that weird dude? God, I can can picture his face. His face is everywhere. He's in he's in AEW right now. He's so nice. He's so nice and evil at the same time. Like there's so many people I would put in there, but. If I was building a stable today, that's who I would put in. Cool. I'm surprised you didn't go with uh, Paul Bearer as the like a new team be up your alley. <laughs> Paul Bearer, I Undertaker. I, I mean, he was good for what he did, but he wasn't necessarily like he was instrumental to a storyline. Yeah, he introduced Kane, kind of like a Kane would have happened without him. Your brother, yeah, right. <laughs> He's alive. It was it was over the top wrestling. You might as well put in brother love at that point if you're going to go and like paint his face red and just be like, I love you. It, yeah, I I don't think that those guys necessarily contributed much to um the 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 movement of wrestling as much as they did the movement of the character. So I think, yeah, yeah. If I had to put together today based on how I feel, because honestly, like I just miss Bray Wyatt right now and with the tattoos and things like that, that would be my thing. But I think that if you ask me like the strongest stable, the fastest stable, the, the luchador stable, I think I'd have different answers, but. Oh, definitely. No, I want, I wanted that answer. Your idea. 
stable. Yeah. Just all around. That's good. It, are are the tattoos the reason why you haven't used your new deadlift bar yet? Yes. Yeah. Specifically got told, do not strain the skin. Hmm. And I was like, well, I'm a weightlifter. And he was like, not this week, you aren't. <laughs> and I went, yeah. noted, sir. <laughs> yeah, like I, noted. I, I've never used a deadlift bar, so I was... I was told specifically not to strain the skin at all. No bench, no deadlift, no nothing that you have to grip anything with. So I was like, I can squat. And he's like, as long as you don't use your hands. And I was like, well, I'm gonna. Yeah. So I might as well just not at all at this rate. So yeah, I haven't lifted all week. So I'm going to oh, make okay. a, uh, a Joey can't jerk off meme after they hear this episode, <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Joe, it's real Joey, funny until you Joey's, see how pent up I am right now, Keith. Uh, <laughs> I, I was wondering why Joe, I had no reaction. Just uh, like, Joe, Joey's socks are safe. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh! <laughs> All right, you got you got one more quick one. Yeah, and, 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 you know, for landing. Yeah, and and maybe this is too serious, Goose. And if that's the case this could just be a comment type thing. Uh, so Keith, um, yes. I really enjoy how much you love cats. <laughs> like just genuinely like how much they mean to you. Like, did you growing up? Did you have cats? Like how did this love for cats? Yep. Um, come up? Oh, always a cat household, never a dog household. Um, I could probably, let's see. So I had my cat patches. We had her for like almost 25 years. She was like my cat. I've have memories like, well, I, you know, what? like you have something that you were too young to remember, but like you remember people telling you. So then you, it like becomes a memory. So like my dad always told me like, like I was a toddler when she was a kitten. And so we kind of grew up together and like she, I'd be like running in the hall and she'd like, like pounce on me and knock me over and stuff. Cause like we were like the same size, I guess uh, by the time she, you know, grew up. Uh, so we had her for, you know, from like my, you know, adolescence or from my child, my, my literally toddler era to like early twenties. So I remember putting her down, you know, we 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 let her linger a little too long. Like she got to where it's like she couldn't like you know bathe herself worth the shit, and hadn't hadn't actually hit the litter box in probably a year. So I was always, but it was my cat and my responsibility at that point to like, uh, you know, always put the newspapers down around the litter box and all that. So uh, then we had another cat, Sebastian, that kind of overlapped her probably like ten years. So that was funny though; they never got along. So that's why I like. Uh, like I never wanted to get multiple cats unless they were bonded already. And like those two were an example of why not, because it's like, it was almost pointless to have two cats because they fucking hated each other. Well, the young boy like would have been her best friend, but she was just set in her ways and was already a, a decade old when they introduced a kitten. And she was like, this is my house. Fuck you. So, uh, but yeah, always, you know, just always had cats, uh, would have probably gone almost a decade without any pets. Cause we didn't get, yeah, yeah, we got Gus maybe in my or our late twenties and you know, he, we lost him early this past year. So about it all just over a year ago now, honestly, I think if I had a guess, it, it's almost been like an exact, exactly a year that we had to put him down. Uh, but he was our kid, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not going to have kids. We don't really want kids technically medical reasons, not safe for her to have kids. So, you know, a cat was kind of it for us and, you know, 
when they, we lost him, it got really hard. Uh, now we got the new kittens, uh, and it's, you know, they are, <laughs> they are kittens. So they get into everything. They just got introduced to the basement this past week. Um, one of them did get into the basement like a month ago, but just freaked the fuck out and went and like did like one lap, like smelling the wall, <laughs> going ape shit and hit it, hit under the treadmill until I could like pick it up and drag her out. That's me um, coming into your gym too, by the way. Yeah. The first time I see it, I'm just going to fucking freak out and hide. <laughs> for a few minutes. Look at all this shit. Uh, but now they're both now they're now the other one will go down there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I the one thing I kind of like about my so I go into a, I go into people's homes and apartments, literally like yeah, I go into 50 apartments a day sometimes. So I, I on average, I see at least at least one or two cats a day that are actually friendly enough and come up to me. So I pretty much almost almost every day I get to like pet a stranger's cat, essentially. So that's kind of a nice benefit to my job when I get that. I don't know. I just I said, just just growing up, you know, you are what you're, you know, you are what you kind of grow up. And I, we didn't have dogs. Um, the dogs that were around, our neighbors that had dogs were just shitty white trash people that just didn't take care of their dogs. So the dogs in the neighborhood ran loose and were just kind of like not treated well. And they were like the, the outside dogs that just lived in a fucking kennel and like never went inside. So it was just like, y'all almost look at it. It's like, it's not even like a family pet. It's just a thing they own that lives in the backyard. So whereas like Assholes. my cat fucking, my cat like fucking, you know, you, you sleep with your cat. So there's always just a different scenario uh, than what I was used to. Like I just, you know, just dogs in us, our family just never got really close. I, I don't yeah. hate dogs. I, I, I mean, I have friends that have dogs. I'll pet a dog and all that, but like a dog doesn't do anything for my heart. Whereas a cat, like I, every time I see a cat, my heart jumps. Every time I see a dog, I'm like, are you going to bite me? Do I have to kick you? Like what's, what's going to happen here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was just, it was interesting. Cause you know, lots of people will be like, Oh, I'm a animal person or this and that. But I, I think it was big Murph's episode where her cat jumped up and I could hear in your voice when you were like, Oh, you know, like, like mm-hmm. this dude really actually cares about cats. Like, it's not just like, I'm a cat person over, you know, that, that sort of thing. So it was just sort of interesting to me. I've I've told multiple people in my life that I value a, a cat's life more than theirs, and they don't they don't take it well. <laughs> I can I can see why though. Like I can see why. <laughs> uh, luckily, I live in a I I work in a place. Sorry, not live in a place. I work in a place where uh, dogs get trained. So I uh, where we work, we're right next to like a dog training facility. So I have the luxury of people bringing in dogs that are being trained to be service dogs. That's cool. And if they're young enough, you get to say, hi, are you socializing? And they will go, yes, please come pet this puppy. And have you ever heard the best fucking phrase in your life? Yes, please come pet this puppy. (laughs) (laughs) Because otherwise service dogs are forbidden dogs. Those are forbidden dogs. You know, nope, you're at work. I appreciate you support everything you do, sir. Um, but yeah, uh, cats at the same time too. Like you got to come meet Steve's cats. You, 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 at some point you're going to have to come up here and meet these fucking vicious, <laughs> feral, psychotic animals that are Steve's serval cats or Savannah cats or whatever they are. Um, and when I say that, I mean, no, they're adorable dummies that just want to cuddle and, Probably bite you a little bit, but like in that way that you're just like, hey, stop it. <laughs> now, are, are you talking about cats or just that's that sound like you described like 80% of crew? <laughs> no, no, no. If anybody no, I, from I, if anybody from crew is biting you, you should probably be uh, little, checking little, their card. 
Checks your nibble and it's not a bad thing sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I took the oh, I made a mistake of taking like the 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 dregs uh, sip of the spindrift and oh my god. You know what's funny is when I was oh, down wow, at Trader Joe's, I saw the spindrift and was like, I'm not buying that shit. That shit looks the, weird. I'm glad made I made the right decision. Glad I opted out. There was when I was down at Target, um, the watermelon liquid death. So liquid death apparently has just like gone into everything. It just like like flavored fucking everything. And I was like, I want one of those. I don't want a whole 12 of those. So I opted out of it. So if anybody like wants to go ahead and buy some liquid death watermelon, I forget. I've had the melon one. That's yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, probably. yeah, yeah. I've, I had it. The the Seven Eleven by my work had it, and they for some reason now they have twenty ounce can. Yes, yes, that's uh, actually. Yeah. So I keep bringing them to the podcast, thinking I'm going to open one of these, but the 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 damn things the size of my forearm like i'm not ready for that like, <laughs> i'm not quite prepared not ready for, for 20 that ounce can <laughs> fucking things the size of a missile like i'm not here for that that's actually why i keep saying i've got liquid death this week but i'm not opening it because i just don't have the time or patience to drink that much water there's beer to drink all right. Is there anything else we want to get to? Any more wrestling? Is that is that all your questions, Andrew? Uh, no. I I mean I had a serious one for you. Um, and feel I mean, no, hit me, hit me. You, you don't you don't have to answer it. I just I genuinely enjoy being a dad. It's one of the greatest things in my life, and I can yep. tell that you do too. Yep. I can tell that. Not only are you a good dad, you genuinely enjoy being with your kids, which is like, you know, one of the the greatest things. So, you know, I was just thinking about like little things that I I always knew that I wanted to be a dad and um, wanted to have kids and to show them this or that or to, but there are little things that. I, I catch myself that like I didn't realize were I didn't realize I would love so much taking my daughter to gymnastics class and seeing her eyes light up as she's doing you know uh pr- doing her gymnastics or you know my my son just had his birthday and you know just seeing how like proud of himself he was that he was wearing this like birthday you know these are things that when I had envisioned previously what being a dad would would be like, they're just like little things that I didn't realize. And you, you'd spoken about something before about taking your son to like a botanical garden or something like how that was something that's special to you. But I, I didn't know if there was, and you don't have to answer it. You know, this could just be a comment, but uh, if there's anything, like little thing that you didn't realize that is just really special to you. And, and if you don't want, I just wanted to say that that's something that I really, you, what I see. Um, yeah, I don't want to, and we always do this. We always end this, 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 this sappy, serious, um, you guys got to bring some, at least one comedy question, guys. (laughs) But no, this is a good one. Um, so, you know, being a parent isn't easy. 
it, you're confronted with a lot of your own impatience. You're a lot of you're confronted with a lot of your own like fuck. How do I deal with this hard thing? Right? Like you, your child annoying you, and you know it's just a child, and you can't deal with it. Um, and then one day I was reading uh, a story from somebody who had lost their children. And um, they said specifically uh, that uh, their child used to love slamming the screen door. And they, every day their, their kid would wake up, and go outside, and they would fucking slam that screen door. And God, we hated it. We yelled at them. And, and we, we tried to discourage it. And we got so mad. We got so frustrated. And then our kid died. And goddamn, I would wish that kid would slam that door one more time. That's all they wanted was to hear that kid slam that door one more time. I approach parenthood with that same approach. My only goal, guys, is to be a better dad than the dad I had. That's all I ever wanted. Just be a better dad than the dad I had. My biological father was not great. The, the one that we live with now was the best version I could have had. But obviously, there's just things that you can learn, things that you can do differently. Um, I think right now, my favorite part of being a father is genuinely, um, it's, it is hard too, because like they yell, they scream. I hate when he hurts his sister. He's four, she's two, and he just he's just mean to her sometimes. And I understand that that's like kid brain, like they don't understand better, but like, I just want to teach you to be better. Like, don't, don't hurt your sister. Don't do that. Uh, so ultimately I just, I love when they show me something they're excited about. And that's it. That's it. Daddy, show, read me this book. This fucking book sucks. This book sucks. But you want me to read it again for the third time today? I'll try, man. I'll get through it. I'll do my best. Because it's your favorite book right now. Hey, Daddy, that song you played earlier. Uh, earlier, I posted on Instagram, Diggy Diggy Hole from fucking Windrose. It was some stupid song. I am a dwarf and I'm digging a hole. Diggy Diggy Hole. Dig, dig in a hole. And my kids sing that to me because they want to listen to it with me. Well, hell yeah, buddy. We're going to put that on again. And again, and again, and we're going to experience this same thing together. It's, it's (laughs) the same reason my wife loves me. It's when somebody is so, so passionate about something they want to share with you that that's all they want to talk to you about for a few minutes. So, yeah, maybe that's what I'm getting at too, that, that excitement, just loving seeing their excitement. Yep. And, and, I didn't expect. It's just I never amazing. would have expected that. Like, yeah. Daddy, look at these fish. <laughs> They're fucking dumb fish. Who cares? Yeah. But he has never seen fish before. And I will bring you to those fish every chance I get to get that excitement again. Yeah, very good. That's well. That's my questions for you guys. Sorry, that was that was way too serious. Goose yeah. There. So, is, is there something funny? Like, so I we have know. this game we like to play. Uh, <laughs> I think we're good either. I think we just we just hit the three hour mark, boys. So what, we'll, we, okay, right. we, Keith. What do you think of Will Ferrell? We did Will it. Ferrell. Will Ferrell is <laughs> fucking shit. He is the coop of comedy. <laughs> Not even, I there can't even go. say that. Like, well, yeah, because I don't think he's sold out. I think he's always been who he is. So that was a bad analogy. Uh, 
Well, I don't know. <laughs> what? I don't want to talk about Will Ferrell. He's not funny. <laughs> He's kind of funny. He's funnier than Big Matt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking he probably has more I, followers than Matt. Oh, he, he, I've, <laughs> I had a... <laughs> That totally ruined it. You know, I had a bunch of questions for Big Matt. I thought he was going to be here. Well, we like it if he was here, but he just yeah. opted out. He just. Uh, you know. What's what's one? I'll, I'll I'll answer for Matt. I know I know him pretty well. You know him and I, you know, we got to know. Him okay. Good okay. But only if you do a Boston accent. Oh, God. I can't, <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Improv. <laughs> improv yeah, time for I Keith. I can't even because I, I, I'm just going to raise my voice and my wife is going to already be pissed. Cause now I'm I have. Until 1130. <laughs> <laughs> <My wife. laughs> no i but i do think it's it's hilarious my, my my little brother is sending me mostly squat videos and he my little brother doesn't <laughs> lift he doesn't follow any of that stuff and he's sending me mostly squat videos i'm like yeah this this dude's in our discord he never shows up to the podcast what the- <laughs> what's, that's what's great the with not showing up to the podcast yeah. all right guys yeah, where we'll, do we find we'll him on in the future where do we find you, Keith? Give us a where we find us. Uh, so website unpaid fucking orange glasses. Podcast. You're still wearing those um, fucking orange glasses. I've, <laughs> I've taken them on and off a few different times. Fuck off. <laughs> You're gonna hurt uh, yourself, man. Unpaidinternpodcast.com. <laughs> I'm Big Keith. You can find me Keith Honey got seventy three. Go follow my orange gym, the No Wine Cellar. Go follow Mr. Big Andrew Garrison. Where at? I'm at. You can follow me at Clawtron, C-L-A-W-T-R-O-N on Instagram. I think I'm pretty funny. I don't post very much, but... Uh, you like rocks? Yeah, I, li- I like rocks. We all love rocks. <laughs> uh, and I'm on, I'm on the uh, the Discord, so um, get Big Garrison Andrew. Perfect. And Joey, where are you at, buddy? Uh, Joey underscore Molesco, M-L-E-C-Z-K-O. And again, apparently most of you aren't following me, and that's kind of fucking hilarious. Like, I have guests coming up in the next two weeks that don't follow me. So that that was interesting to find out. Um, and also, I'm just Big Joey on the... on the Like, I'm the original Big Joey. There's other Big Joeys. There's a, there's a, I think there's like three now, isn't there? I think yeah. there's, more than, there's more than two. Yeah, but I'm the OG. There's like, there's... All right, boys. Uh... We'll see you next Tuesday.